Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown, the combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. could strut in my chair i would do it whenever i listen to this song it's awesome do that michael hayes strut with my little feathery mullet swinging around welcome everybody Mm. i'm stuffed up loaf with me the zom this is silva and gold episode 27 this week we're bringing you some girl gang action yeah yeah it's a girl gang bang so you probably heard me last week sounding a little uh, uh, Fleming. Gay. This week, what? Fleming. This week, uh, I it blew. I went, went to an all-out uh, sinus infection. I'm Woo. on antibiotics. I'm Shit. still snotty. It's not fun. So uh, nothing else for me this week. Honestly, it's been a pretty boring week, other than just lots of movie watching because I've been laying around uh, a little, little under the weather. So Zom, how have you been this week? Doing, doing great. <laughs> doing great, doing great. So anyway, um, moving right along. <laughs> Everything's great. Uh, we have uh, is a, a little behind the scenes thing here. Is um, sometimes, and, and you know what? Uh, I use the uh, online uh, cuckoo clock or online alarm clock all the time, and so maybe I did not possibly uh, hit set. Or I don't know, but uh, it's at eleven o'clock on the clock, and it is twelve thirty. I'm making stuffed peppers. I have the oven preheated right now, so during the break, I'm going to be running downstairs and throwing some peppers in the oven. You love stuff the stuffed peppers too. I love stuffing anything. Orgasmic. All right. So this week I said we're covering some girl gang films. Um, we have a film from uh, 1972 yeah, called yeah. Sukeban Guerrilla or Girl Boss Guerrilla. I believe this was like, I don't know, there was a series of girl boss films in the 70s in Japan. This is this one fell right in the middle. I don't believe they are sequels of one another. I think they're all kind of standalone, but all similar, stand alone, similar themed, yeah. And uh, 1975's uh, uh, Switchblade Sisters, as it was changed to by Tarantino, I believe, or maybe later on when it was, it might have been re-released or something. But it was originally re- released as the Jezebels, or so Switchblade Sisters or the Jezebels, directed by Jack Hill. So, our thoughts on those a little bit later. Um, first, as usual, we will talk about what we've watched this week. Okay, okay, what we've watched. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. I have been watching uh, some movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, one is called uh, The Black Belly of the Tarantula. Now, you're, not and very, this, you're not very uh, uh, 
like uh, you don't you've not, not seen many giallo, right? No, I have not. I have seen, uh, you know, uh, um, probably like I said, uh, the um, the one with Angie Dickinson and Michael Caine, uh, Dressed to Kill, Michael Caine, and uh, my cocaine. And I have seen Seven Murders for Scotland Yard. That was my, f- I would say that was my first, but of course, then you know, Dressed to Kill was it was a long time ago. Um, and uh, I like this one. It it's uh it Barbara Boucher. It's weird because you know she gets like uh, almost top billing with Giancarlo Giannini or Giancarlo, um, but even though she gets like top billing with him, she's not in it for a real long time. She's in it right off the bat, and she makes a definite um, impression. Because she was fucking hot. And I like um, – they have some porn <laughs> movies that are uh, basically – like the whole concept is um, a, a girl going to the massage therapist and getting a massage from another girl. And then you know it escalates. It's ca- they're called uh, tushy massage, and uh, this was right along those levels because the boucher is naked, uh, tan as can be. Uh, I mean, fucking buck naked and getting rubbed down by some dude, which that kind of threw me off. I didn't, you know, I don't know about the whole dude thing. It wasn't even a good looking dude, but still, god dog. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was good, and I like uh, Giancarlo Giannini. Barbara Bach, she kind of has like a weird look. I always thought she's very young in this. Um, but anyway, move right along. Um, we don't want to dwell on that too long because we're going to press for time here. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next thing I watched. Uh, well, I don't want to talk about that because we're going to be covering it next week. Um, it's a movie called American Swing. It's a documentary about Plato's Retreat, and um, it's very good. I, I thought I had seen it before. I didn't – I mean, you know, I knew just a little bit about uh, Plato's Retreat, and and the, one of the things that always caught my fancy about that one was the uh, Jean Leguizamo, Mara Sorvino movie, um, Summer of Sam where they can't get into the disco, so they end up going to Plato's retreat, and they don't even know what it is. And Mira Saravino gets double teen. Well, it was a threesome. It was her and uh, a guy and a girl. And while Leguizamo is going strong with some other chick. And uh, the best part about that was he was so into it, you know, and he was screwing the one girl watching – his girlfriend slash wife or whatever, I can't remember, in that movie. Uh, and he's so into it watching her in this threesome while he's doggy styling this other girl and everything. And as soon as he comes, his face just totally changes and he he becomes completely disgusted watching her. And I thought that was so, so mannish, you know. Uh, next thing I watched, uh, but but that that is a, a, a good movie. And like I said, I was on GGTMC, which was, was fucking, it was awesome to be on there. Uh, Sammy couldn't make it, so I did a little guest thing at the last second, uh, which I hope it didn't show too much because it was like uh, maybe a minute before we, you know, we started. Will's, you know, said, "Okay, here's what we're going to do," and uh, my knowledge on some of the stuff wasn't uh, wasn't the greatest. Um, but we muddled through with a little help from uh, the cinemasochist and Jake McLarge Huge uh, came in at the end to uh, to uh, for the sneak attack. Um, let's see him. Uh, American Swing. Uh, let's see. I watched Anvil, the story of Anvil, uh, which I had never seen. I, like that. Uh, I thought this was really good. Um, 
I knew nothing about this group, uh, and they they were just uh, it's it's really good, and it it's kind of reminds me a little bit of one of the movies that we're going to be covering next week. Uh, in that it's one of these deals where you know a, a, a person is focused and has a um, a goal to you know I'm going to go after my dream, but then you know once you hit like my age or a little bit older and you're still chasing that, you know, dream, which you're obviously kind of a little bit too, you know, there were several times where I just wanted to slap people across the face and say, come on, (laughs) you're living, you're fucking delusional anyway, but it was good. I liked it. Uh, the Canadians got a lot of determination. Uh, I don't know why I just said determination like that because Canadians don't talk. Next thing I watched was a movie called uh, uh, another documentary uh, called The Workshop. Everything was rushed this week or and or impromptu because this was watched on a Skype party with uh, you know a, a, a bunch of our friends, which are just fucking fun as hell. We've been uh, we've done it a couple times, like Sunday evening, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, they were. I caught, came in right in the middle of it while they, they had were just finishing up watching something else, and as we started talking and got into it, and we're just bullshitting, having a good time. I was looking at Netflix and I said, "Hey, you know, check this uh, movie out." And it's a uh, documentary about a sex workshop out in the out in the uh, country. You know, real nice, like uh, you know, hot tubs and all this stuff. And and this guru guy who looks like uh, a cross between James Cameron and fucking. Um, Christopher Lee from the Star Wars movies, and it, it was it, the only reason that it was good was because we were watching it all together and kind of making fun of it. Lots of dong, lots of um, attractive and unattractive, completely nude people, and a lot of crying. A lot of crying. Uh-oh. You know, there's no crying. You know, it, it was uh, too much crying. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Uh, finally watched that for the first time. I know you've seen it mm-hmm. uh, probably lots of times over and over and over. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. I just put this points. off. I don't know why I put it off. I, uh, uh, you know, maybe it says something about my comfort with being, uh, you know, homophobic or or not comfort with being homophobic. I mean, maybe there's a little bit there. But anyway, I watched it. I thought it was a it's a very good movie. Uh, good performances. Um, Michelle Williams was was just really good in it. Um, I had a couple of things that I was kind of like, eh. Um, and that's, you know, happens with a lot of movies where they go over like a 20 or 30 year period yeah. and they start out young. Well, you know, it's like Heath Ledger changed. I mean, I don't even think he changed his fucking clothes in like 30 years in the movie, <laughs> let alone. <laughs> and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's mustache was absurd. He looked like fucking stupid. But anyway, I thought it was good. I, I But uh, like I was telling Will, I almost feel guilty. Because I feel I I don't want to like down talk the movie because I think it's a, it was an important movie. But just to be honest, I got kind of bored watching it. I I got to um, I got up to go take a piss or something and hit pause, and I was like, "There's 47 fucking more minutes of this." Because to me, you take away the gimmick of them being homosexual, mm-hmm. which maybe I maybe hey maybe I'm even more progressive because I didn't give a fuck that they were homosexual. <laughs> it was a love story, and you know how I feel about that shit. So anyway, uh, <laughs> next thing I watched was uh, probably the uh, another another viewing of the uh, Friends of Eddie Coyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we won't go into that because that movie's just fucking awesome, and I it's saw, just I saw you post a photo from it. Yeah, 
you can just break down, just watch, you know, different scenes and they're all fucking just classics and everybody in it. So it was, it was still awesome. The way it was shot and everything. If you haven't seen this movie by now after GGTMC and, you know, us and, you know, other people that we're all friends with that fucking, you know, champion this movie, get out and see this motherfucker Buy the motherfucker because it's fucking awesome. You'll <laughs> yeah, watch I, it over and over. I bought the, I bought the criterion on the last sale. So. Yeah, if you're just sitting around bored, you can fucking put that in. I have it on my iPad so I can just watch it anytime I want, even if I'm sitting <laughs> in the car or something. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, The Best Government Money Can Buy, which was all about lobbying and government. Um, and this was a documentary. Um, it was good. It, it, it's it's disgusting, though. I mean, yeah. and they, ta- they, they actually talk to a lot of people that are lobbyists, and they don't see anything wrong with what they're doing. And they're, you know, just matter of fact, you know, hey, we do this, we do this. Blah, blah. So I found out a lot about what they do, and it's kind of disturbing. That they actually they are just companies and they write legislation because our people that we elect are just lazy fucks and these guys will actually write legislation and give it to our elected officials and they'll be like okay this looks good so anyway that's kind of bullshit but anyway you know just gives you an idea of what's going on next thing I watched was uh, <laughs> um, is uh, and talking just like I just did kind of uh, goes with the next movie I watched which was a documentary called Gonzo about uh, Hunter S. Thompson yeah. and I pull the gun out and shoot this fucking iPad Goddamn fucking! So anyway, it was really good. I like this documentary. Um, um, I think he's pretty entertaining, but I like the fact that um, they go into that um, he almost became a caricature of himself, and then after a while, he—it's kind of like um, I don't know what would be a good example, but. Um, like say somebody has a podcast and they kind of have a character that they do all the time and then people say, my God, you must be a horrible, miserable, sexist asshole. <laughs> and, and, but the person might not be. Um, so anyway, it's kind of like that. Uh, next thing I watched was uh, Elite. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. When, you're, when your fucking alarm clock doesn't go off, it's almost like you're on meth with the rambling vo- uh, talk speech and everything. Next thing I watched was uh, Elite Squad, Enemy Within, which was fucking fantastic. Everybody fucking watched this. It is awesome. And if you haven't seen the first one, you watch that motherfucker too. It's on Netflix Instant Watch, and I, I was waiting for that. It's fucking good. Next thing I watched was Whistleblower with Rachel Vice. I'm um uh, uh kind of have a little smitten with her i i've always kind of liked her uh you know she's not uh like um i don't know like a supermodel or something like that or classic beauty or whatever but uh she's got that cute little jewish thing going and uh, yeah but this movie's good and it's uh it's um uh, it's it's based on a true story, and when you watch it, you'll be like, Jesus fucking Christ! Why I cannot believe there are people like this in the world that would do stuff like this. Next thing I watched is the movie Blackjack with uh, Dolph Lundgren, yeah. John John Woo. I almost said John Woo, the Jean French Woo. John Woo. Uh, it's good. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, it's been sitting around on my coffee table for other reasons, um, along with something else. And uh, so I thought, well, fuck, you know, maybe I'll watch this goddamn thing. I didn't get it to watch, but I'm going to watch it. Uh, it's pretty good. And um, I actually called a, uh, a Dolph Lundgren uh, thing um, where they're fighting in this, uh, I think, a dairy and uh, like a just big giant vat of milk covers the entire floor. And, of course, he uh, has a phobia about the color white. And so it's like his kryptonite. And um, 
the bad guy has him down or after he gets up and overcomes, or I can't remember what it was. And the guy goes, what's going He goes, I'm lactose intolerant. And I know fucking Stallone <laughs> has stolen that like later on. <laughs> I'm almost sure, which was cool. Anyway, the next thing I watched was a really good doc and I was just docking, doc, 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 doc. Uh, and this little documentary is called fag bug. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's pretty good. I, um, I it's something uh, the the concept is you know a girl had a uh, a cute little you know cute little chick um, had a VW bug and I guess she lived with her her uh, you know long time I I wanted to say lover but I hate that it sounds stupid because I mean it's you know you can't say you should be able to say wife or whatever but you can't in this fucking country so anyway uh, and she came out and somebody had just taken red spray paint and wrote fag on the side of her car and then put you are gay on the hood and so instead of you know at first of course she freaked out little bit and everything and you know was worried and this and that and she ended up uh saying you know i'm not gonna let these people win so she just drove the car everywhere and then she decided to take it like on a cross-country thing and go to like you know where matthew shepherd was murdered in wyoming and different places like that and go to different you know gay pride events and things like that and you got to see you know they'd be just sitting alongside the road and somebody would drive by in a big pickup truck and hey fuck you fag and all this and that and then literally some of the people that would come by they would they would uh uh, like wave them down, they'd come back and get them on camera and say, "Why'd you just do that?" You know, I, don't know. I just saw your thing. I thought it was I watched uh, the last thing I watched was uh, a movie called "Steal This Movie" uh, with Vincent D'Onofrio, and uh, it's actually a movie, mm-hmm. um, not a documentary, and it's all about uh, the life of Abby Hoffman and um, you know the anti-war movement and everything, and him going underground and blah 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 blah. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, I thought D'Onofrio, he did an okay job, but there's certain things that that um, he's not as it's. I don't know how to put it because he's like a giant, a giant fucking uh, big goofball, uh-huh. and he can do crazy. But you know, Abby Hoffman was this wee little guy, and here we have Vincent D'Onofrio, who looks like fucking Frankenstein with a <laughs> with a big Afro Jewish wig on, or a Jufro. I'm sorry, it's, I think it's a technical term. A but anyway. Wig. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and uh, so anyway, <laughs> other than that, I uh, I uh, cruised through um, about four issues of the DC comic OMAC, which was recommended by Bernard and uh, I think uh, maybe Ken and some other people, and uh, it is really good. And it's funny because it was recommended as one of the new DC books that's really good. Yeah, you got to get this, you got to get this, you got to get this. So I fucking got the first six issues, and then when we were discussing it, um, guess what? It's being canceled. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I uh, – um, that's about it. I watched some other things, but like I said, I think we're going to be covering some of the stuff yeah. on uh, possibly next week's show if I can fucking get up on time. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a pretty busy week. Like I said, I was laying around a lot watching movies. Um, still didn't take a day off, but <laughs> was in bed more than usual. Um, yeah. The next time I have a day off, it will be 125 straight days working. So Jesus Christ. Fuck that. Um, I watched uh, the Marine duology. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Vincent Cassell. Vincent Cassell. It's hard for me to Vincent. say certain words today because my my nose is full. Um, this was mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, Killer Instinct and Public Enemy Number One. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I liked the first one better than the second one. Um, yeah, I- it's probably one of those things like you know you're going to find people that like one about you know like Kill Bill one and two kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. This is. Uh, 
it's the you know the story of Merin, who's a. It's I don't know how much of this actually happened. If half of it is real, this guy was the biggest fucking jerk on earth. Yeah, from what I from what I have read, I mean, it went along with what fucking happened. I mean, fucking like laying siege on a prison is just insanity. So how about laying siege on his wife? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, well, his kids sitting there watching. Yeah, fucking jerk. Well, that's so. a, that's the the, the, the um. The one thing that I thought was, you know, he's really charismatic, and there's some times where he he uh, kind of unleashes his fury on some bad guys or yeah. criminals or whatever, and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, this guy's a bad motherfucker. But then you see some of his, um, you know, like goes off on his dad or his wife. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. Don't so, ever do that. Those are both really good. Uh, uh, if you do, place. don't do it when the kids are around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hit her in the stomach so it doesn't show. <laughs> so uh, my wife rented some movies from Redbox as a mm-hmm. as a surprise, and she was two for three. The first that was the the over was Killer by Nature, uh, a horror movie with Ron Perlman and Armand Asante, and this was a fucking piece of shit. This movie was so bad. Um, when my wife tells me, "Can we fast forward this?" You know, it's a bad sign. So. Well, but the thing is, you have to remember though, is when when you think that when you're when you're thinking that is, this could be like the last. I always look at it this way: this could be the last time I see Ron Perlman in a movie. I mean, he's like the <laughs> Terrence Malick of of uh, acting. He just so, works so so little that I like to just you know see him even if he's in a bad movie. Yeah, I don't, this is this is a straight to video movie. It has to be. Um, mm-hmm. It's about this. I don't know. It's it's like this kid that has these like night terrors and uh, he wakes up with like blood on his clothes or something and is dumb. Don't fucking waste your time on Killer by Nature. What a piece of shit. Um, now I fucking want to watch it. No, don't. And we'll watch it on a Skype party or something. Um, well, it's all, you have to wear it. I don't think it's on instant. So <laughs> I wa- She also rented Fifty uh, Fifty. Um, is Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt and Seth mm-hmm. Rogen. Um, and this was really good. Uh, like I predicted, it it did give me cancer anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know it's it's funny when it needs to be, but it's touching. It's you know it's it doesn't get super deep into like you know anything about you know struggles with mm. you know paying bills or anything like that. It's just but it's it's a nice him getting laid. Right. It's a good story though. Well, well you they, know what they, do, they, they do touch on him getting laid. <laughs> I don't know if they fouled up the um, the. Um, marketing or whatever for this but just from from what i saw uh you know from the trailer and shit like that i i i've heard people say it was good i mean i've heard a lot of people say that they really liked it uh you know not that it was great but you know it's that it's a good movie and i like joseph gordon love it but boy i i just had no interest maybe it was seth rogan i don't know but i mean seth rogan's very good in it um Mm -hmm. and joseph gordon levitt's very very good in it too and then um max hedrum is in it too so whatever his name is (laughs) and angelica (laughs) houston i always like her so yeah, um, was she I, ever hot? Do you think she was hot? Even when, I mean, like when she was younger, she's the kind of lady that was probably never like smoking hot, but carried yeah. herself well. You know what I mean? She was like the old school, old school porn star Annie Sprinkle, without big, soft, uh, weighty titties. <laughs> and Annie Sprinkle was in American Swing, so I didn't just. I'm not like obsessed with porn as I'm eating cottage cheese, thinking about. Oh, God. Oh, when you said the fact you were eating didn't bother me at all, but when it became cottage cheese, it got a little gross. Well, <laughs> I'm just pretending why. that it's uh, the back of Scarlett Johansson's thighs. 
because she let herself go. Uh, anyway, move right somebody, along. Somebody using a leaf blower right outside my goddamn window. So No time for witty banter. Um, Ruth <laughs> suggested some uh, women in prison Ruth. films uh, mm-hmm. on Instant. I watched Women in Cages. Um, this didn't have anybody I recognize except for Pam Greer as the – she wasn't the warden, but she was kind of like the head of the prison that – just beat the shit out of people and had her torture chamber and stuff. It was pretty cool. You got to see Pam Greer's tits a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on instant. Like and, uh, you know, if you like women in prison films, this has to be one of the earlier ones. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, I mean, 72 or so Pam Greer looks like a baby. So. Uh, and then I watched the baby to me, <laughs> the other one, uh, the big bird cage. <laughs> it's also on instant. I think the other one is, uh, Let's see, Women in Cages, The Big Bird Cage, and... Is The Big Bird Cage the one with Robin Williams? Yes. Uh, La Cage of Fall. And they also Pam Greer again. And oh, so, you're actually talking about the goddamn prison movie. Yeah. I and, swear to God, I thought you were talking about the, the fucking American <laughs> version. Choking to death. And uh, <laughs> it also had Sid Haig playing this, like, Hispanic guy, which was pretty weird. And he That's had a nice... Up when he got his leg broken. He was, had a nice handlebar mustache at one point. He's a psycho. Um, that was also very good. <laughs> you know, if you like that. Um, I watched, uh, and I don't remember who recommended it. Someone on our Facebook group. Uh, and I apologize, but uh, Twelve Angry Men. The, but the um, mm-hmm. the t- made-for-TV version. Have you seen the other one? Was I have, reason? and like it was weird because I, when I started watching this, I didn't really have fond memories of the original, and I don't uh-huh. know why. Love it. I remember liking it, but it's like I feel like it was slow or something. But then when, as I watched this one, I started remembering. I started remembering, like you know what? I think I really liked the original too. Maybe I just forgot. Um, is that the, the new one's pretty much kind of shot for shot, isn't it? With the, it the seemed other like one? it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. I mean, it's got a great cast for. I, I, I'm <laughs> just. I couldn't figure out where it was shown. I didn't really look a whole lot into it. But I mean, it's got Jack. That's like Levin. a TV movie, wasn't it? Yeah, George C. Scott, James Gandolfini. It had a lot of names in it. And but and there was profanity in it too, so I didn't know where it was shown. Yeah. Um, but Maybe uh, it was HBO really good. Or something. It was really good. It was uh, directed by Friedkin. So. Oh, uh, oh! I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and really, really, it's worth checking out. It's on it's on YouTube actually. So that's where I watched yeah. it. Um, I watched uh, the other Red Box was uh, Sarah's Key. Um, it's uh, it's a story about this woman who kind of. Uncover starts on. She's a journalist in Paris. She's American, but she's married to a French guy. And kind of through her family's like apartment that's been in the family for her. It's on her husband's side. It's been in, it's been in her family for a long time. And through her work at this magazine, it's kind of a news magazine. She's doing the story on. Now I don't remember what the what it was called exactly. It was kind of like a the beginning of. Uh, the Nazi Holocaust, but the French were gathering the Jewish people from France and putting them in certain like in ghettos and stuff like that. Right. Um, and it's there's a, a a girl named Sarah who you know when the police come to arrest her Jewish family, mm-hmm. she, it's it's the mom and two kids are at home. Sarah and her little brother uh, Michelle, and you know the, they but she hides her brother in a closet and locks the door. Mm-hmm. And takes the key with her, and they they can't ever make it back. Mm-hmm. And it's about this this you know it's kind of like follows this woman present day kind of uncovering the story and kind of like flashes back to Sarah, you know, trying to get back to her brother to you know, mm-hmm. 
and it's 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 a it's a lot more interesting sounding than the the movie ended up being. the The movie was solid. It was it wasn't as good as I hoped. Um, it had its had its moments, but it kind of like I don't know. It kind of got kind of generic by the end. I think so. Yeah, um, French. It, uh, I watched Lone Wolf and Cub uh, Cub Two. Baby card at the River Sticks. Oh yeah, I, I like I that one. To the um, review on uh, on podcast without honor and humanity, uh, Jake and Oily Maniac reviewed that one, and it was as good as they said it was. Um, I had only ever seen the first one a couple times, uh, and it's as gory. <laughs> it's as gory as they said it was. It's really awesome. So this is uh, definitely worth checking out. So um, I watched another horseshit garbage movie, Lone Runner. It's a, mm. a Rogero Diodato uh, movie with um, Miles O'Keefe. Oh, on instant, and it's a it's a piece of shit, man. <laughs> it's God, Miles O'Keefe, fucking boring. He he was a good actor, but he just picked some. He made bad choices. It's he wasn't a good like actor. A, it's kind of a post-apocalyptic movie, but. <laughs> but not like, quite post. It was it was pre uh, sort of. Uh, I almost started the apocalypse after watching this po- post apocalyptic ish. Yeah, Ugh, terrible. It just takes place in the <laughs> desert and they ride horses and it looks kind of like a period like fantasy movie. Like people are like there's like kings and stuff. It's really dumb. It's not very good. Man, Italy's like trashy films just really fell off in the like starting in the mid eighties. Uh, they really uh, hit a hit a roadblock there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, on instant, I watched the documentary, the Road Warriors WWE documentary, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know they don't touch they don't touch it all into uh, steroid use when it's obvious these guys are fucking juiced to the gills. Oh Jesus! They were like, man. <laughs> but it was kind of cool seeing them go back and like the changes they made and uh, you know. I, I used to have like a soft spot for the Road Warriors, and after watching this, you know they they kind of sing their praises and stuff. I didn't really like them as much. Well, the whole thing about them is is Ole Anderson brought them in, and they didn't know how to wrestle, they didn't know how to work or anything. So because they look so big, and he gave them that gimmick with the um, yeah, I think maybe Bill Watts did. I can't remember the the, the Road Warrior look and had they, the concept with both of them. They and they, I yeah. mean, they swiped it from from. Road Warrior, the Road Warrior movie, you mad but, Max. But they, they just told him, they said, just go in there and just beat the shit out of these guys. Yeah. And that was kind of, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, you're bound to get over when you, uh, first of all, can just physically beat on people instead of actually having to make it look like you're beating yeah, on people, yeah. make it look realistic. And then, but not only that, they um, let them fucking beat everybody i mean they just beat everybody yeah it was so kind of like you know what one part that bothered me was when hawk no sold a a pile driver from fucking from lawler, lawler. yeah i guess it was law was it lawler and baron baron von raschke yeah uh, i don't remember who lawler was with baron von raschke was or it might have might have been idle also yeah the, it was i don't know it's like you know lawler's pile driver was devastating that yeah. was his thing and yeah. for fucking Hawk to stand up and just brush his head off is I mean, that come on. Sh- you're yeah. just like you're just spitting on somebody then. And like the way they dead. would change change endings. They, they they talked about how they would change the outcome of some matches and stuff because they thought it was best and Yeah. I don't know. And then you saw poor Draws there with his in his wheelchair a few times and that's kinda mm-hmm. sad, so mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah, that I mean, wasn't their fault. That no, that didn't have anything to do with him, but it was still sad to see him like that because, you know. Yeah. 
he, he the way he the way he went out like that. So. To me, the the one that comes off the best out of, of everybody that and everything I've ever seen about the Road Warriors and everything is Paul Ellering. Yeah, that guy. They I mean, talked. It was interesting. They talked about how he's you know in, in Mensa and he, mm-hmm. he is like fucking genius. He's probably like a neocon, like fundamentalist religious, religious guy, but. Oh. I saw he, did, he was wearing a, he was wearing a cross on the outside of his shirt. I will say that. Oh, but you know what? All those fucking wrestlers. I mean, that the only ones like Honky Tonk's the only one that's the, that's like you know <laughs> that morning in shit. That morning in that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it seemed like it's there's a there's a time when wrestlers were coming up and they were either they're either dead or fundamentalist Christian now, <laughs> um, and making money off being a fundamentalist yeah, Christian. Yeah. Uh, if anything, that what what this did is make me go and watch a lot of Jack Briscoe matches. So mm-hmm. Jack Briscoe was awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, he, I didn't he, I didn't t- totally didn't know that he died in 2010. Yeah, he had uh, he just got sick and had some. I remember when he had an operation, he had like some and a real bad uh, like gastrointestinal yeah. stuff. And but I mean that guy, I, there's no. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about him. And also th- that he was just fucking awesome. I mean, literally, I think he was maybe two two time national champion, and he was one of the guys that could just beat everybody. Yeah, it didn't I, matter who you were; he, he, he could. They said like when the guys would just be messing around, uh, and and other guys that were like big time amateur wrestling uh, champions. Um, they said they get in the gym with Jack Briscoe, and they said it was like wrestling a ghost. That he was just, you know, his the he was just that good, yeah. you know. And uh, a lot of people say that he was, you know, he sure he was a great world champion in pro wrestling, but that he was, you know, just a, a ultra talented, like uh, almost on the. He never he didn't he never went to the Olympics. Because his actual, like his dream when he was in amateur wrestling was to be a pro wrestler. Oh, wow. Anyway, good guy. I liked, uh, I liked, I always liked watching like the, you know, Jack and Jerry against uh, Steamboat and Strongbow. That was always some some good stuff. Yeah, that was a, that, you know what I liked about that was that was the first time I ever saw the Briscoes were always um, baby faces. Yeah. And uh, you know, I heard you know, <clears throat> when Jack was champion. Anytime you're champion, you went from territory to territory. So there were times where he would have to wrestle as kind of a bad guy, but it it was more subtle. Yeah, like he was just a champion trying to hang on to the belt. But when they went full blown heel, I mean, they were awesome. Yeah, and that tag team against Bruce, or uh, Steamboat and Youngblood. Steamboat was so fucking big, man. That's so weird. And I never knew for years. Well, the Briscoes weren't really weren't really that big. Steamboat was jacked up on a steroid guy, but um, but he could move, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the the uh, I never for the, for years and years and years I never knew. And I watched the Briscoes. I never knew that they were Native American in real life. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. Hell, they, their family was from like the fucking reservation shit out in Oklahoma. Oh wow. I have to I have to go back and watch some more some more Briscoe stuff this week. And they like to smoke some weed. Oh yeah. Or so I have heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched uh, Tenebrae, the um, Dario Argento '80s Giallo, early '80s. Um, mm. This is really good. It's it's kind of like a, it's a little twist on it where um, there's a somebody kind of mimicking uh, some stuff that happens in one of his books, Tenebrae. This is about an author and uh, mm. John Saxon's in it. Um, not not a huge character, but um, awesome. I've seen this. I've seen this a couple times, and it's really good. It's it's very nice looking, and there's some really brutal deaths in it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched another Giallo, 
uh, Death Walks on High Heels. This is um, Eric Coley uh, mm-hmm. directed it. Um, didn't have a lot of people I recognize, but um, this one's about a, a jewel jewel thief. Um, that's it's a several jewel thieves trying to like somebody trying to get diamonds back and. This is real cool. Had some hot chicks in it, and uh, it takes place in uh, England. So, but it's it's definitely Italian. I mean, they speak Italian the whole time. What the hell? Do you hear that? No. The, uh, there's a the neighbors have these sharpays, and they have the weirdest bark. Now my dog's going to start growling and barking at them. Um, so yeah, Death Walks on High Heels. I, I still haven't seen uh, Death Walks at Midnight. I think it's the other one that he did. Um, but this was really good. So it's on it's on instant. So. No, you know what? It's not on instant. It used to be. I had I had Shit. this one. So, um, and then uh, Higgins recommended um, Abel raises Cain, the documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been wanting to watch it. And I haven't watched really it. really good about Alan Abel, the media hoaxer. I don't this know if guy. Alan Abel still still alive, but um, now the trailer is, for that sold that fucking movie because <laughs> uh, I had no idea what it was, and as soon as I watched the trailer, I was like, I, I'm adding it. It's it's not a it's not a great like technically speaking documentary but mm-hmm. the the guy himself makes it yeah, worth checking out like some of the shit that he did over the years like on the talk shows and stuff i had never even heard of him so this was really I cool so. um and two sorry two more <laughs> i watched uh les samurai with uh, uh Alain delon yes um, this was this was awesome i'd never seen this one i fucking I have the stack off thinking about this movie. I love it so much. I love it. Yeah, it's really cool. So uh, it, I have the criteria and never seen it. So finally, finally, I bought it, it out of night. one of those um, out of one of the VHS catalogs. Oh, nice. Before we had the internet, and um, I'm telling you what, people, I have said this many times, and I've watched a lot of movies. Um, Elaine Delon is the coolest in this movie. Is the coolest motherfucker, <laughs> I, I would argue, on film ever. I love when he. I love when he puts his hat on and kind of swings his fingers across the brim of it in the front. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say shit hardly the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, and then uh, finally, I want another rewatch for me. I watched the Charlie Chaplin film, The Circus. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty straightforward film where he joins the circus, falls in love with a girl. Uh, it's good. It's just. Uh, a Charlie Chaplin movie, like a buy. Well, of course, we already had the one with um, with Downey, Robert Downey Jr. But boys, it would have been great if they could have made that and had Roman Polanski direct it. <laughs> so yeah, something a little more serious than that one. I like yeah. that one, but it's a little. Have the perspective little... of the uh, underage, barely legal. Well, it wasn't even barely legal. <laughs> they weren't even barely legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. I watched that while I was making the peppers this morning on the iPad. It was pretty awesome. So. How long right. does it take to make the peppers and make them the right way? The right way. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it really just mixing a bunch of shit together. It makes rice and beans mm-hmm. and spaghetti sauce and cheese and all kinds this, of stuff. These are these are sans any kind of animal flesh. Sans animal flesh. We did use mm-hmm. some fake ground beef this time. So, mm-hmm. um, and then the peppers. You boil them for like you, after you you cut the. You cut the bottom so it's flat, so it, like you just barely cut the bottom so it lays flat and mm-hmm. sits up, sits upright, and then you cut the top off. Yeah, um, and then you boil that case for I don't know five yeah. minutes, just enough to get it just slightly soft. Mm-hmm. And you cut up the top and the bottom, and you know puts I, I put that in the mix with some onions and stuff, and um, then you just f- stuff all that stuffing. It really you can put whatever you want in them. Stuff whatever you want in there. 
put more sauce and cheese on top and you bake it at 350 for, I don't know, like an hour. It's, are you getting like, are you chubbing up just talking about this? Like, are you getting like an erection? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> My mom used to make them. My grandmas and all of them, you make them. But of course they were meat lovers. Meat lovers, yep. Flesh. Oh my God! I don't want to say anything because we're going to be reviewing these movies. But I've got my iPad going right now, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> anyway, which is like a, a real good teaser for the two movies that we have coming up. We're going to review because right. I'm literally sitting here watching one and going, Holy fucking nice. shit! All right, let's take a break, and we're, we're going to come back and uh, we'll review Switchblade Sisters first, since that's first on my notes. We'll be right back. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Shosho at shosho.podomatic.com or search Shosho, all one word, in the iTunes store. Thanks to uh, one of our listeners uh, who preferred to be name, remain nameless for sending us uh, uh, parts of the soundtrack of this. It was cool. Um, it's in our emails on if you wanted to check it out. Um, so, yeah, Switchblade Sisters. That's the song that starts off the movie. Uh, Zom, I'll let you intro the movie here. Black-hearted woman. Oh. Okay. I was... Um, I, I was grooving. Yeah. Oh, jeez, boy, that's a long one. Um, the Dagger Debs are a gang of snarling girls. Maggie is their newest member. Uh, Lace, the ever-tooth-gritting leader, befriends her, and <laughs> but soon has doubts. Seems Lace's man, Dominic... Oh, I'm not going on because I mean it's like telling everything. <laughs> but anyway, and then they're gonna. There's a rival gang. Maybe that'll uh, help you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The crabs. Yeah. Okay. Let's. What that happened? <laughs> there's two synopsis on here, and one of them is like a, a goddamn uh, Gettysburg address, and the other one's smaller, but it tells a lot. So anyway, uh, Lace struggles to keep control of the dibs and handle on and a handle on Nick as they face off against a rival gang of pushers led by crabs. Crabs. Have you ever had crabs? I've never had crabs. Me neither. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, this is directed by Jack Hill. Um, he had quite the run there in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You might remember such films as Coffee. 
or the big bird cage, as I mentioned earlier. Or Never heard of it. Spider Baby with Sid <laughs> Haig again. Maybe he likes Sid Haig there. Um, I hate is, when he broke his leg. He was a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work the first time. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, let it go, Tom. Let it go. It's funny. He's a. He was. A, it says on IMDb he was a classmate of Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> hmm. So it's like think the two directions that these guys went. So, well, um, lately Coppola's. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it seems yeah, like yeah. he's kind of. Um, he petered out, fat fuck. <laughs> uh, this is. Um, this has to be. Uh, Pulled, I guess. I mean, he had to have seen some of these the Japanese girl boss films. I, I mm-hmm. would think um, very similar kind of uh, feel. Difference being in two movies is that this one is cut, this this gang the the daggers. Uh, they have their their ladies, the dagger debs. Um, so it's like guys and girls in one gang, as a you know, as opposed to the girl boss films where it's all girl gangs. So, um. You know, right, this movie starts off really, really cool. Like, uh, with it, well, they play that song and show like still frames and stuff like that. It's very seventies, but um, they, you know, when the film finally starts, they show a switchblade. Like, uh, they show Lace, who somebody was saying wasn't Lace. Uh, um, oh, what was his name? Lenny Bruce's daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. It shows her sharpening a switchblade on a whetstone. So does that mean that her mom was Valerie Perrine? I don't know. Or that was just a movie. That was just a movie. <laughs> I know. God, um, that would be hot though. If she was. Well, and they did like a one of those. Um, what's those movies where it's like the mother and daughter share a guy? Well, Valerie Perrine would have been like three when. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Um, so the uh, it's instant Tarantino wet dream already. You know, I, if if this had not been released on Rolling Thunder Pictures in the '90s, I would have guessed mm-hmm. that Tar- it would be one of Tarantino's favorites, if only from that beginning scene. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there, <laughs> there's a funny line I, there near the beginning too, when uh, a guy's like feeling up some. I think it was a cop, and she, the, one of the girls says, "Get your hands off the fruit, faggot." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you get you get. Didn't intro- they say that? And wait a minute. What? Did fucking Ang Lee steal that? <laughs> you gonna make me rewind this again? No, I'm just what. <laughs> um, the, I uh, swear to God, I remember fucking uh, that line he, in- <laughs> saying that to Jake Gyllenhaal in the tent, right before he spit a big hawker in his hand. Ah. <laughs> uh, um, Get your hands off the fruit, faggot. <laughs> so the first, like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of the film is kind of introducing the Dagger Debs. You don't really see the guy part of the gang. You just see the, the girls doing their thing. Uh, you know, um, Lace's family getting harassed by a uh, by a guy, a repo guy who gets his was payments. Was not Emilio Estevez. <laughs> was not Emilio Estevez. Um, so they, you know, they just jump that guy in the elevator. That's a, I, that's in the trailer. <laughs> he was fat, man. He was sweating because no. I like it first when she licked her lips and he he was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna get it on." But I don't know, you know what? I mean, um, lace. I, 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 I did you think that she was hot in any way when her mouth was closed and or not talking? She was much hotter. 
because she was like, I mean, God, I know she was supposed to be young, but and she was probably young when this was made. But Jesus Christ, um, she was she was spunky, but she was more like it was like it was like if Punky Brewster was this badass chick in yeah. a fucking you know gang. <laughs> um, now speaking of hot piggy, the uh, <laughs> no, what do they call her? I like Piggy. She was thick. Piggy? No, it was... Was that her name? No, it was Donut. Well, what's her name called her, Piggy, when she, oh, she grabbed okay. her by the nostrils and made her squeal? And she was like... <laughs> Kitty Bruce. Can I have some... Can I have some fries with that and a, and a milkshake? No, you can't have it. Ugh, here, Piggy. And then she wouldn't even let her eat. And she was a heavy girl. She, I felt sorry for her. I did, that's one thing. I did not like Lace. I thought she ruled. She was a little too heavy-handed. Yeah, and that was weird because I'd seen this movie once before, years and years ago, and I remember not liking it very much. But one thing I didn't remember liking, or didn't remember about it, was how like angry it was. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck yeah! The whole thing. I didn't remember that for some reason. I, th- I think I remembered it just being like kind of corny the first time. But I think um, if you're gonna, it, it probably makes sense though, because if you're gonna keep your bitches in line and they're gonna be trying, you know, to test you all the time. If you're gonna be a leader, you have to. It's like when you go to horror hound, you have to fucking. It's almost like prison. You can laugh and joke, but if somebody crosses the line, you have to put them in their fucking place. It's true. It's true. Mike, well, uh, <laughs> fucking Mikey. Well, back to the back to the hot chick. Uh, when they when they finally get to the restaurant and they start harassing some of the people eating in the restaurant, and this is when you're talking about the, the the new girl. This is when we're introduced to Maggie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she yeah. was hot. Yeah, she was. Uh, Maggie and she knew how to wield a a, uh, like a chrome or metallic belt. Yeah, whatever that was. Defense. Uh, that was Joanne Nail played her, and I don't, <laughs> like I said, I don't recognize anybody from any of the. From these, from this film, Joanne Nail. <laughs> I wonder if that's her real name. Because if it was when she was in like junior high or high school, you know, eh, Nail or <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a uh, math teacher in eighth grade, Miss hmm? Nail. And okay, anyway, she. I know this is. We'll, we'll get back on subject here, but you just brought that up, so I have to say this. I had two teachers. One was music teacher, and one was the French teacher. Both last name, both of them, they weren't even related. Both last name were was B O N A R. One pronounced it Bonar, and the <laughs> other one that was like this real religious uptight uh, uh, chick uh, that was the music teacher. She was like, "It's Boner." <laughs> and I'm like, "Seriously, you want to be called Boner?" It's like the uh, it's like when the the last name Weiner when people want to be called uh, mm-hmm. Weiner, <laughs> Viner. Vine. My last name is Viner. Shut the fuck up. Um. <laughs> no, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Maggie wields this. Uh, I don't know if it's her belt or what. It's this <laughs> real like thin metal like rope that she uses quite well. Um, and she has the sexiest Canadian tuxedo in cinema history. There's, she's got now. She's got the, 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 the these jean shorts she wears. They're kind of the seventies jeans that go way up high, where the pants yeah, yeah. are really tall. But goddamn, she made up for it on the on the, on the underneath. She had some ass cheek hanging out and mm-hmm. good stuff. Nice, nice cheek. She was very cheeky. She was cute. She was on a lot of TV shows. I oh, remember her okay. like Rockford Files and shit like that. Because okay. I was going to say, I mean, that girl was. She was. She almost looks like. Um, 
a kind of a, a young, cute version of Meredith Baxter Bernie or something. <laughs> Especially on the cover of the box, you know. Quentin Tarantino presents. You know, like it's like, I mean, okay, why don't we have like a loaf presents? Okay, I'm gonna, I have nothing to do with this movie, but I'm gonna bring it to you and I'm gonna give it my thumbs up. Yeah. Oh my God, it would be the worst collection of films ever. There, but, but some of the girls in the group are, um, let's see, um, one of them kind of looks like, the, I, I think it was the, the girl with the patch on her eye. I don't remember any of their names, uh, but she kind of looks almost like um, uh, a cross uh, her, between. Her name was Tom- Patch. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. Hey, where'd I get that? Uh, she looks like a cross between uh, Tom Petty from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers <laughs> and Nick Gilder from Hot Child and that sang Hot Child in the City. You had uh, Donut, who, like I said, honest to God, um, she she was you know supposedly because like I said, what's her name called her Piggy, but I mean she was kind of a thicker girl, but she I, I don't know I liked her, um, but. And, and nobody, then one girl looked like Dennis Leary. This movie. Huh? Nobody wore bras in yes, this movie. Yes, that's the way it should be. Either one. Uh, <laughs> small, big, it doesn't matter. Burn your bra, baby. Yeah. Uh, but there was one girl in there that looked like Dennis Leary. And I mean, I'm telling you what, she was not <laughs> attractive at all. She was fucking ugh. I, I don't remember why I took this note, but I said if only Harold had Fart Studio. Oh, oh, you know what it was? <laughs> they're, they're in the classroom. And there's a kid making fart sounds on his on his arm, which really pisses the teacher off. Yes, um, yes, he kept doing that. And at first, <laughs> when he was in the classroom, I'm like, "Did somebody just fart?" And then they showed him, and they showed like, him making this fart noises. I said, "If only he had fart studio." But that was kind, it kind of, a, of reminded me of like uh, Happy Days, like uh, if, like Pinky Tuscadero had a gang or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That's what it like when they were in the classroom and they're like, "Look, fuckhead, you know, quit making this stupid noise." <laughs> Um, but you know, that was a pretty funny scene. They had a couple, again, this is after, after they've like established everybody and after some of the, uh, dagger Debs have been in, um, uh, been in kind of, it's kind of a juvenile hall. Um, <laughs> uh, that's kind of a funny scene, but there, it takes a while to establish everybody. That um, fucking, get, get uh, the meat of the, the story. The the uh, nurse ball bricker sort of uh, prison guard woman. Yeah, I think they called her Big Mama. Jesus like Christ, what a beast she was! Oh, Fuck, yeah. I'm um, gonna we're gonna check you out inside. Hold her down, girls. But I thought they overcame her. I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they like get her down, and they're like <laughs> about. Ten of them have this big, ugly, uh, oh, my God, she was so gross, had her down on the ground, and they're like, you know, she's like, you got, you've, gone too, you've gone too far now, Lace. <laughs> funny. But I literally, seriously, I wish that they wouldn't have overcame her. And I, because I, even though she was big and gross, that's a whole part of like a the female prison movie and stuff. Yeah. Is I would have liked to have seen Maggie get, you know, kind of pseudo, I don't want to say rape because I hate to say I'd like to see her get raped, but like I would have liked to have seen her, them kind of do the rubber glove on her and then have her, be, you know, <laughs> then have her overcome that. And the other girls feel sorry for her. But I mean, it was, you know, they didn't even know her. And then all of a sudden, and they were fighting with her. And then yeah. all of a sudden it, it took a turn like they, but then again, I think lace, it was just like a respect thing. And plus I think lace kind of, uh, when she saw how tough Maggie was and that Maggie didn't back down, even though there was like 10 of them and she didn't back down in the prison with those nurse ball bricker, that it kind of, 
do you think that she there was kind of a uh, uh, lace? I know it was supposed to be a respect thing, but I, in my mind, and maybe I watched too much porn. I thought that she kind of like had the hots for uh, for Maggie. Got got kind of turned on. I don't know. It was I. I definitely got more patched to lace. Well, but it's kind of it's kind of like that the the, the uh, uh, you know you can't say bromance because they're they're. Uh, two girls right. but it's like will and sammy you know Sis they're like pants. really good friends <laughs> and you know that they would probably if they were gay they would make like a like a perfect couple because they get along so well <laughs> yeah yeah i mean just them per se i'm using them as i'm not saying them <laughs> oh wait there we go i was not ready that time um the <laughs> uh, I really like uh, that's apropos for the entire show here. <laughs> was um, I, I did wonder how many times Lace was going to tuck all of her hair up into her hat just to dramatically whip it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did that so much. You you see her at the beginning. You think she has short hair, but damn, her hair is like down to her waist, and she, and she was spend like, like twenty minutes tucking all of that fucking mane up in that hat just to whip it out again when she's like kind of the. Um, if uh, this this is kind of like a not Roger Corman, um, Jesus Christ, faster pussycat kill kill. What's his uh, name? Uh, 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 Russ Meyer. <laughs> this is like the Russ like a Russ Meyer movie without the without the big tits. And uh, <laughs> when you said Corman, it totally threw me off there. <laughs> but uh, she's kind of like uh, this. Uh, what's her name? Sat- Satana, uh, whatever. But I, I that's the one thing. I mean. This could, when you think about it, this very easily could have been a Russ Meyer movie, but uh, Russ uh, would have cast it a little different, I think. <laughs> slightly, slightly differently. Because there's not a lot of there. Is there any big boobs in this? There's one, which I'm getting ready to mention. Um, right. It's a scene when you finally get uh, introduced to Don Stark's character. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think Don Stark has ever played anybody that's not kind of sleazy, um, <laughs> but his his method of making money in this is always like, I mean, he smacks the shit out of Donut at one point because she can't hold on to a burning cigarette longer than another girl but then there's another scene where he's kind of like he just forces these nerd guys into a bathroom to basically get raped and then they have to pay five dollars but the chick that they show in the bathroom and i I wrote this note i said i'm surprised it took 43 minutes to see tits in the film um he he don stark opens the door and like like points the nerd inside and she just like flashes open her shirt really quick and man she was juggy (laughs) Juggy. Juggy. But you know what? That goddamn, I can't believe that's, I didn't even realize this until I just looked. That's that guy from the fuck that has the Jufro in fucking the 70s. Yeah. He always, he always plays like a sleazy guy. He plays, his name's Hook in the movie. And uh, they kind of tell later on why. But, um, that would be awesome in, if, if, if in real life you had to live with the fact that, that the, 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 the face that you were born with uh, and you were an actor, the face that you were born with, uh, you got typecast as a pervert, a sleazy guy <laughs> or like a pedophile or something yeah, like yeah. that. That's, that's what it uh, is. I am as God made me. So he's, he's very sleazy. But then the leader of the game, Dominic, man, that guy's just a complete bastard. Yeah. Um, he's a cross between uh, – Kind of like uh, Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Man and Lorenzo Lamas, uh, like they're they're. I mean, yeah, he he he. You know, you know, he he reminds me of one of uh, uh, John Travolta's friends from uh, Saturday Night Fever mm-hmm. because he's he's got the leather <laughs> leather jacket and the uh, disco kind of shirt and everything. You know, uh, or I don't know if it'd be silk. It probably wasn't silk. It was probably like. Uh, rayon or something with the pattern and everything yeah he was kind of he was kind of gross and he he um 
Yeah, he he takes what he wants. We'll just put. Yeah, it that but that's way. what I was just gonna say. And he thinks yeah. it's fine. Like it's yeah. it's kind of weird. I mean, it's probably due to you know being a, being a quickly written or whatever. But you know, yeah, people kind of get over things worse. quickly in this movie. <laughs> there's nothing worse in a movie because I I seen like I I remember watching like some made for TV movies like with Sally Struthers or something like that about a woman getting raped and like a guy breaking in their house. And there's nothing worse than when a guy fucking brute like just fucking rapes a woman. And then as soon as he comes, he gets up and he's like, hey, could you go fix me something to eat? And like, you know, total stranger, you know, he just raped you or, you know, hey, how's, how's it going over there? Yeah, you know, okay. And I'm like, wait a minute. You just raped her in her fucking own house yeah. with her mother in the other And he's room. like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like, what? What's wrong with you? You have to ask? Um, That's and, a man's man right there. Yeah, good, good old Dom. Uh, <laughs> the... Uh, and you know, and he's a total ass to Lace too. Um, Lace Lace drops some uh, news on him too, and uh, you know, he he does a classic classic move. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it in some other movies, um, but um, and I guess all it takes to make up for him being a dick to her is a trip to the roller rink because they seem completely That's- fine. Well, it's one of those deals where he's the bad boy, and I mean that, that motherfucker. He could get he he could he could fucking shit in her face while another girl is sucking his dick, and he'd be like, "Wasn't me," you know? And she, yeah, I love um, you. The, uh, it's funny how all the uh, all the dudes in this high school look like they're thirty. The uh, I mean, some of the girls actually look young, but the guys, oof. Yeah, <laughs> they had to shave like on set. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Conti- it's like Hedwig. They had to just continually shave so their stubble wouldn't come out. <laughs> now the the character of Crab was pretty interesting. This is kind of like a rival gang, but um, this guy he heads up this. I don't know. They're almost militant. They they keep they keep machine guns and stuff. He runs this like uh, teen hostel, um, <laughs> and is still in high school apparently, even though he looks like he's forty. Um, the uh, so they you know they they give out this shitty food and stuff to kids, but at the same time get them hooked to, hooked on drugs and stuff like that. But apparently they're transferring into school. I don't know why he's even bothering going to school anymore because apparently he has a job and is a drug dealer. Yeah, but it's a connect. It's a, it's a way in. It's a connection. He's yeah. there. Oh, okay, so he can- yeah. So he's on campus. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, like you get the you get. You get some uh, heat when the finally the two gangs have to be in the same school, and you know Maggie's involved in this whole situation too. And yeah, Crabs, the only fucking movie that the guy was ever in ever was this movie. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he he was a like assistant director in a whole bunch of shit, uh-huh. second unit and assistant director. But that's the only thing he ever fucking did. That's weird. Known for Jean Claude Van Damme's Death Warrant. Yeah, mm. I think he was like a first assistant on that or something. There you go. Crabs, and then you know what? Seriously, I mean, I know that usually your friends pick your nicknames for you, and, and sometimes it sucks. But would you want to be known as Crabs? <laughs> I, I, I mean, everybody ha- everybody that has a nickname in this, it's pretty obvious yeah. why, why the nickname came about. So I assume that <laughs> <laughs> your friends call you. You're a girl, and all your friends and everybody in school calls you Donut. You yeah. know what that means? Time to fucking uh, get Stop on the goddamn the yeah, get on diet. So, you know, I mean, everybody has a, like, Lace wears a Lace shirt all the time. Uh, Maggie doesn't have a nickname. Uh, do they nickname her in the movie? I don't even remember. Hot there, cunt. There is one, there, well, speaking of which, there is one in the gang named Muff, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Muff. Yeah. The, um, 
this kind of the the Muff everything was in Enter down. the Dragon. What's that? Muff was in Enter the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Or she? Um, yeah, he was. What a strange name for a dude. <laughs> Muff. That would be even worse. The crabs, if you're a dude and your name's Muff. So I, I really like the direction that Jack Hill has in the film. Like it, it, it keeps it. Like this is it's this is pacier than I remember. But it's um, even though it's very angry, some of the choices that he makes keeps it. I guess almost tongue in cheek. Like you can really see why like Tarantino would like this kind of film. Um, it's like everything, like the line deliveries over the top and it's got these like awesome, like cheesy wipes, like starburst and zigzags, like swiped across the screen to like change scenes, which, you know, I find that pretty, pretty cool. Um, the, uh, the movie's totally like changes gears. I think when they, at the roller rinks, the roller rink, um, this is when the, this is when heavy artillery comes up pretty much, and for the rest of the film you get you get kind of kind of like that. But um, you do get a, a glimpse of Maggie Tit later late on. So, um, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice poor editing when somebody's somebody's ripping Maggie's shirt. Um, uh, Maggie Tit. You get a, you get a quick glimpse of her, of her tits, but then it's buttoned back up when the camera changes. So <laughs> um, you do you get a, a nice uh, cigarette in the navel, which is always yeah. That was looking. yeah. It's kind of brutal. Um, it's and a then, good thing she didn't have an Audi. The um, there's a really funny. I got a good laugh. There's a scene when um, uh, Maggie throws a uh, Molotov cocktail. And she tells everyone to get out of the way. It's so it's so bad, uh, like poorly edited. Which I, which I this is what made me laugh. But but fucking um, Robbie Lee is her name is Lace. She has the girliest throw I've ever seen. She lights this <laughs> she lights this bottle on fire and throws it with her left hand. But like only from Mr. What's that? It's like Mr. Burns from fucking uh, The Simpsons when <laughs> yeah. you throw a hand grenade. Yeah, there's stuff. no way yeah. this fucking bottle went more than like 10 feet. <laughs> but of course it cuts to this truck that she's throwing it at, which bursts into flames. And, I, and nobody is standing anywhere close to this truck. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. So, um, But the, some of the stunt doubles in the film were funny too. Like, you know, back to the, you know, talk about the cheesy editing and stuff. Um, you know, with, like Lace takes a fall in a fight and... You know, all of a sudden she's got like biceps and big hair, <laughs> but Big Mama, like now that lady that played Big Mama, or no, Mom, maybe it's Mom Smackley, Kate Murtaugh, is that her? That has to be her. Maybe no, maybe not. Oh, she sounds too hot. She's noted as the model pictured on the front and back covers of Rock Band Super Tramps nineteen seventy nine. Okay, that can't be her. Um, Big Mama, I guess. I, I don't remember her name exactly, but Super Tramp. <laughs> she. Uh, <laughs> I have a Super Tramp album, by the way. Nice. Um, <laughs> fucking yeah. Dominic was in Judgment at Nuremberg. That was the first movie he was in. He went from fucking Judgment at Nuremberg with Spencer Tracy and Burt Lancaster and goddamn Maximilian Schell to this fucking movie. And let's see. Let's, uh, oh, my God. What I mean, what a career. But I mean, seriously, I mean, he was just a, he was like a translator or something like that. But still, that that's like one of my favorite fucking movies. And I'm just sitting here thinking, here this guy is. He looks like a fucking, like I said, Saturday Night Fever guy. Yeah, and he was in one of my favorite cool. fucking movies. That motherfucker. Uh, he must have. It was his agent. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 
the but but the Big Mama had some funny stunt doubles a couple of times too in that jail scene. It, you know, yes. like a, a couple of stunts she did on her own, but then it would like flip to. You could ba- tell it was a dude. I mean, <laughs> it was like a woman's too. wig and a dress, a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, was. <laughs> um, and I, I I'll just add before I finish up that Patch is the biggest cunt in the movie. Good God, I hated her. She's gross. She's like Sandra Locke or something. She's <sighs> well, like I said, she's she. she I don't know. She, uh, you can see though where Tarantino kind of with uh, uh, Kill, Kill Bill and that shit, you know, with the with the patch and then the you know the hot girls. But goddamn, man, what's her name is hot. Ooh, hot. Maybe, damn. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, Jesus Christ, I was just gonna say something really fucking really important. Um, <laughs> well, you, nah, you, do you have anything trip. to add? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I. It's it's funny because I love these movies where like these girls. I mean, I, I, okay, if, there are certain points like with the dude in the elevator, the the big fat dude that was like the bill collector or whatever it was. Okay, there were there was. It just it, I always think it's funny with with like the Russ Meyer movies. I don't know. I I I don't know why or. When you got these girls and like uh, fucking Lace, who is creepily young looking like when i look at her i'm i'm like oh i i don't want to look at she looks like jail bait big time but then they're beating up dudes and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's like okay you weigh 110 pounds and there might be 10 of you but if you put 10 110 pound girls in an elevator with that guy was i mean but he was a big fat pussy yeah. but i'm just saying i mean you'd be like andre the giant you could just start just swinging be, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe not maybe you would succumb just hoping that they would rape you but yeah i thought i it's a it's a pretty goddamn she was, funny she was, actually, she was actually 20 years old when they filmed this so really yeah jesus poor thing i mean that's that's <laughs> she probably was overcompensated that's why she got in this gang and you know her father you know took died of an overdose and then you know her mother went on to be in uh like that uh, nascar movie and you know <laughs> yeah these guys are a little bit too I, i'm actually like watching this as we're talking so but the, these guys are a little bit too <laughs> old to be fucking high school but anyway i i like it because it's it's uh pretty goddamn funny and it shut uh huh I, I i think you got i think you either you're interrupt your uh sorry your uh signal got interrupted a little, a little there or something and then it, you chopped up a little bit yeah Anyway, um, I <laughs> it's one of those ones like if uh, <clears throat> there are some movies like this that are what what you know when you say they're so bad that you know you go back and you're like Jesus Christ this is fucking awful mm-hmm. but this is done well enough that it's 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 funny and a yeah. lot of shit but it's still you know you're not sitting there like God this is fucking horrible. You know, it's entertaining, it's funny, it's fun, but, it, it, you know, it's not, I don't know, they got some ugly-ass broads in this, Jesus Christ. It's, it's one of those It's one of those films, especially you saw a lot in the 70s, that kind of exist in their own world. Um, yeah. You don't, you don't, you're not going to see, it's It's over the top, like, you know, gang warfare in, in small towns, I assume, in California. Yeah, we didn't have anything like this when no. I was in school. They don't get like that, but, you know, it's funny, <laughs> it's entertaining, and that's what this is. It's a, it's a popcorn kind of, like, just kind of throwaway... Uh, Did this have any lesbianism in it? 
other than the not the prison, implied, nothing really uh nothing sucks. That's one thing that was missing. I'd like to have seen somebody uh, you know God damn that girl's hot. Ugh. <laughs> God damn, she is hot, man. She should have been in some other show. Well, like I said, I know she was in T- jo- uh, Joanne Nail. God, she should have switched over. I could see her being in like a, a, a fucking uh, K. Parker movie or something like that. <laughs> porno. Anyway, I liked it. I was I had never even heard of it. Um, you know when you suggested it, but uh, it's it was fun. Cool. Well, uh, Just we wish it would have had a little bit more uh, more nudity. Well, more more girl on girl nudity because you did, and it had enough rape in it for me. <laughs> it met your rape quota. It did meet my rape quota. <laughs> um, well, we can go ahead and start rating it. Um, this is uh, like I said, the first time I saw this, I don't know why it just it just hit me at the wrong time. And I think if you go into this with the frame of mind, you know, with knowing what you're going to see, you can mm. definitely have a lot of fun with it. I liked it immensely more this time than I did when I saw it years ago. And, you know, I was a stupid idiot back then anyway, probably. So um, this is a, this is a, honestly, this is a buy for me. Um, it's, I, this is on instant. So um, yeah, yeah. Everybody you can, can watch it, it out, in but, the bathtub if you have an iPad. Yeah. Um, but I'd give this movie, for, you know, for what it is, I'd give it an eight out of 10. I, I really like it. Um, it's, you know, it's corny. It's violent. Um, you get to see some boobage a little bit. It's, you know, it's fun. I liked it. Eight out of ten. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Um, get your hands off me, you fat pig dyke. That's a that's a fucking ten comment. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah, because I mean, you're going for 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 it being what it is, not yeah. compared to like something else. Um, I, I, you know what? For what it is, I, I thought it was funny and it was pretty fun. Uh, I will give it a just to undercut you a seven point seven five. Seven point seven five, awesome. Yeah, that girl's hot. <laughs> I mean, it is, uh, she just has like a little dress on uh, in this one, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, good she's stuff. a good looking chick, and not, and and she's in the itty bitty titty committee. Not 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 that bad. I mean, she's not like complete, but hey, she's quality whew. over quantity. What? Who ever said that? Me. Okay. But I'll I like take, I'll quantity over quality. Like, no, no. I'd, I'd rather ha- I'd rather have quality smalls than f- like flapjack bits. Uh, yeah. Sexist <laughs> fucking pig. Yeah, you know me. All right. Uh, that's it for. <laughs> that's it for. You know, it had to come out before the end of this review or one. Wait other a minute. Now. I got to find out who Donut was. And by the way, um, you know, because this is like a, a step back to the to the first, uh, uh, you know, thing when we say what we were watching. I fucking watched the movie uh, Project Nim, and everyone should watch this. It's a fucking awesome documentary. <laughs> Donut was only in two fucking movies. That's what I wanted to check before. Kitty Bruce. She was an advisor uh, to the producer on Lenny, <laughs> the movie with Dustin Hoffman. But she was only in two fucking movies. I wonder whatever happened to Donut. Ooh. Why? Did she, she die or something? She was in a movie called Bad. Yeah. Hazel runs a beauty salon out of her house, but makes extra money by providing ruthless women to do hit jobs. Yes. Granddaughter of Sally Marr and daughter of... Cam- she and Wait, granddaughter of Sal... Wait a minute. This is Kitty Bruce. No, Kitty Bruce isn't Donut. What? Who the fuck was Donut? I thought I was just looking... IMDb. So Donut was Lenny Bruce's daughter. 
Oh, I thought Lace was. I did too. Yeah. No, it says Kitty Bruce. Uh, which, which obviously, who would ever think that someone named Kitty Bruce would be Lenny Bruce's daughter? <laughs> God, we're dumb as hell. <laughs> Granddaughter of Sally Moore and no. daughter of comedian Lenny Bruce, That's Kitty made her film debut as a plump teenager in the gang girl film Jezebels. Yeah, I thought it was the other chick the whole fucking time. <laughs> God, she subsequently slow. followed a career as a pop singer opening for acts such as George Carlin and Diana Ross. This just in. Zom and Loaf will believe anything anyone says. <laughs> now, wait a minute. we got to check on what this other fucking... Maybe she was Lenny Bruce's daughter, too. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a kick in the fucking head? We, were, we thought Robbie Lee was Lace, right? I we know I Robbie did. Lee was, was Lenny Bruce's daughter, yes. She is not Lenny Bruce's No, not at all. Fucking, she is cute and spunky. Uh, yes, she was. Her mother, Georgia Lee, was an actress while her father, Ralph Lee, was a character actor. Who later became a preacher? Well, Jesus fucking Christ! Don't I feel? <laughs> hey, don't I feel like the fucking asshole? Uh, the yeah, in the canyon. How the hell? You know, I thought that was the only reason that this chick fucking got in a goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually an actress. All right. Her godparents were famous cowboy star Roy Rogers and Dale Evans. That's how she got. Oh, uh, it all comes out. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's take a break. I'm going to go check on my stuffed peppers. Stuffed peppers. And by stuffed peppers, he means his butthole. I'm going to go take a shit. Let's uh, take a break and do some Girl Boss Gorilla when we come back. Gorilla. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and hard cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could... Any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. (laughs) He looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Wanda Jackson there. Have you ever played her on the show before? Um, I can't remember. I don't know. Did I, saw you? Her, I saw her live last year. She's about 80, so it was kind of weird seeing an old lady on stage kind of rocking out. Uh, and of course, she's born again, too. So. Shit, I've seen Aerosmith do it. You know? <laughs> They're about the same age. She, uh, Wanda Jackson dated uh, Elvis for a while. Nice. What? Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right, our next film, um, Sukeban. You know what? Um, the, uh, wait a minute. Was it? No, I was going to. It wasn't Fabulous Moolah. 
dated Elvis. She she dated like Hank Williams Sr. But uh, <laughs> she did, seriously. But uh, the, this female wrestler, Penny Banner. Uh, you remember Johnny Weaver? He uh-huh. was down in your area, yep. mid-Atlantic. It was his uh, his wife, oh, okay. Penny Banner. But uh, And then, of course, Johnny Weaver, who was such a beloved uh, babyface guy in mid-Atlantic for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Uh, yeah, he used to beat the shit out of her and was like fucking uh, a wife beater. So, nice. All right. Well, speaking of beating women, uh, yeah, Sukeban Gerida, or Girl Boss Gorilla. Sukeban, I believe, means Girl Boss or something to that effect. <clears throat> this is from 1972, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by Nori Bumi Suzuki, who I uh, don't recognize the name, um, starring Miki Sugimoto and Reiko Ike. Oh, I love She's fucking hot. <laughs> and starring some other people I didn't recognize. So, God, my pepper smells so good. The smell has wafted upstairs. Oh, <laughs> talking about Rico Ike and smelling peppers, it's over. God. I'm going to have to take a break, pause the podcast. That'd be cool if broads had, like, a fucking dial on the back of their neck, and you could, like, turn it so that they would, like, taste a certain way. Like, okay, tonight I want your hoochie macooch to taste like a stuffed pepper. I want to have it, I want it to have the consistency of the stuff that's uh, in the pepper. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know about that part. But then um, again, you could just watch porn and stick a stuffed pepper on the end of your wang. <laughs> they so, are quite, quite uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that could be, like, nature's uh, pocket vagina. So, um, as I, as I, <laughs> as I said, yeah, the, uh, Sachiko, uh, is the leader of the Red Helmet Gang, a biker girl gang from Shinjuku who wind up in Kyoto and make a bid to take over the local girl gangs there. Successful for a short time in ruling the streets, isn't, it isn't long before Sachiko, uh, and her crew, some, whoever wrote this, put the actual actress's name. So that's why I'm pausing before saying Sachiko. Sachiko and her crew run afoul of the local Yakuza and are forced to turn to Reiko Ike, who, again, they've used the actress's name. Uh, mm-hmm. Her name in the movie is Nami. They turn to Nami, a ronin Yakuza girl and sister to one of the top Yakuza in, uh, in Kyoto for help, leading to a murderous showdown at a small coastal resort. Thank you, Rabbit541. Okay. Well, we like to, uh, um, you know, Loaf said that, you know, he was pausing while reading that. Um, full disclosure, because our fans are, uh, you know, we're like, we're like a family. Yeah, we're like, fans, uh, we're like, like put it. We're, well, we're like, uh, <laughs> we are all, most of us are members of the silver and gold Debs. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something, people. Um, I don't know if I would say technical difficulties, like when Love said that he was pausing. Uh, for some reason, this movie is not – the version <laughs> that I got is not compatible with Apple products because as he was just reading that and I was sitting here with it on my iPad playing, it it just like stops right in the middle of the movie and you have to go back and restart it. The subtitles didn't. Now I'm saying this because I want everybody to know that the reason that loaf is carrying the burden on this and we could have went through and not said anything, but, <laughs> but I watched the majority of this movie with just in Japanese <laughs> because the subtitles would work. Then they would just stop 
and they wouldn't work at all. And then sometimes the movie would just – it just stops right in the middle of the fucking movie. You have to start over again. I tried the English track. Uh, it would – it has some kind of commentary on it, which is pretty good. But it would not play – it would play for like maybe 10 minutes and then just stop. So there was a lot of um, – a lot of problems, yeah. but as I told Loaf, and this will come into play when we re- when we say you know uh, what we're going to rate it and everything. Even though I would say ninety two to ninety three percent of this movie I watched in Japanese, okay, <laughs> and and let's just say this up front: I don't want anybody to take anything for granted. I do not speak Japanese. Uh, this movie was good enough that even when I did not know what the fuck they were saying and when the subtitles did work, there were uh, a great majority of the time they were they were off by like maybe five to ten minutes. Uh. So they were saying shit that happened well, – and I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this isn't what they're doing. You really um, should have watched this on your computer. It would have helped. I know. <laughs> but, it, but, but like I said, it was still – it's fucking – it's it's so it has so much action in it and hot chicks that you can watch this and and not even fucking have to have that because it's just got some hotness. So I'm I'm gonna take I'll take the lead here again. Yeah, it um, might be a good idea. Well, what I what I'm doing when I'm saying this, I'm actually standing in that stance, like the yakuza stance where they where, where when they address <laughs> each other and they put their hand out. You know, it's really weird. I did that in the shower this morning because yeah. when I get what, what I do, I'll turn the shower on, but then I'll get in on the opposite side of the water. And yeah. then I'll before I get underneath it, I'll reach low into the water to check to see if it's hot. If it, uh-huh. when you reach low, it's had time to cool off. So if it's too hot down there. You know it's gonna be too hot up high. <laughs> so I did, and I totally thought I was like I totally just did that that yakuza like hand extension thing when yeah. they <laughs> kind of crouch. I remember down. the first time I saw that was in the movie, you know, the the yakuza with uh, Mitchum, and uh, right at the beginning the uh-huh. the. The one guys come in and they do that, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, but it looks so cool. And then when I saw it in this, I was like, "Wow, oh yes, that's so cool." Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, if you want to see some broads fucking brawling, and uh, <laughs> and if you're now, I hate to say this, I'm not even going to say it because that might uh, it might uh, screw up the opportunity for me to get laid by somebody or uh, by by people. So <laughs> I don't mind. I don't you even know, know but, what you were going to say. So. But, but put it this way. At this point, um, if I can still – if there's girls that listen to this show <laughs> and, and, and I can still get laid, then they're yeah. – but you know what? Just like we said about the other movie, I think the worse I act, the more girls – are that are they're like I don't know what it is they're like more attractive if you're a dick girls love you it's true it's, it's true, true. loves uh, man well, I don't want to say that uh, so <laughs> this one, this one might be controversial on our show it'll definitely be controversial with Zom but my first note is um, already these chicks look more badass than the gang did initially in Stone because despite being Japanese their bikes are chrome instead of plexiglass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. No, I'm a sucker for stuff like this. Like uh, Three the Hard Way has a similar scene. Uh, that's the Fred Williamson, uh, uh, Jim, Jim Brown, Brown, and the other guy. Spike Bell Jones, whatever his name is. Um, the, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. Um, there's a scene in that with three women riding all in unison with like kind of matching outfits. And I'm a sucker for this. And they do this a lot in this movie where they all kind of ride in unison and they all have matching helmets. And it's just, it's just so cheesy. Red helmets. Yeah, they all have the red helmet because they're the red helmet gang. But uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I think it's so cool. So, um, 
and just like the Switchblade sisters, they you know it, we have to introduce the gang before we get into the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way they introduce it here, first we get in a big fight with these guys that are kind of flirting with them. We're not flirting. They're kind of being assholes. Yeah. yeah um, driving them. Hey baby. That's how you pick up girls too. Like if they're driving down the road, especially on motorcycles, you get like right beside of them and swerve in front of them, almost cause them to wreck. And then come on, let's go fuck. You know, yeah, yeah, why yeah. am I, why am I doing a goddamn like Vato accent? <laughs> come on, let's go fuck baby. On, baby. Uh, yeah. I love, Puto. I love the way they let guys know that they are in a gang. And they just whip out their left hit. That's tattooed. yes, <laughs> and that was awesome. Uh, the guys and the guys are like, oh my god! So, <laughs> but they must be known, you know. Yeah, they're known. They have these big. Uh, they're kind of like I think it, th- there was a snake. There's a, I know there's a flower. Um, mm-hmm. They always have their left breast tattooed. Um, and um, even with no subtitles, you get the gist of the tit. Tits do not need to not do not. Boy, that girl has no butt. Oh, <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're not going to talk about that. We'll just talk about it. But um, you know what? Seriously, the, the, now these are just – we have to talk about it. Okay. But, but I will say this. A lot of the girls in this movie have little or no, no butt. Right. But they're all really slim and thin. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't want to be stereotypical because that would be like saying all men, white men have sh- short penises. Okay, and I'm sure that I've seen like Rocco. I mean, he's fucking white. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if you're a butt man in this movie, you're like you know. Well, it, I think I think it might be that might just be an Asian trait. Honestly, I know we, we did we were hesitant to talk about this, but I mean I've mentioned it before. Um, uh, Kenta Kabashi, that guy's got the flattest ass on earth. <laughs> hmm. I know. And now, of course, I'm sitting here trying to think of, of fucking uh, Asian people that have a, a butt. Look at look at look at his matches on on YouTube. Yeah, he's just flat. He's yeah. got a table back there, and he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so anyway, so anyway, I don't I don't know why that's that's not even relevant because, like I said, they, these chicks are, and they're proportionate. They're not walking around with big fake. <laughs> titties they're slim and trim and you know they they look fucking hot man and I'm, I'm, yeah the, the 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 tits you get in this film are all <laughs> choice very all very nice all choice and perky and um, all got some ink on them do you have ink on your tit i do I'm my, because i'm i understand tit. that that is a very painful i remember when new jack got his got a tattoo and it was right above like it was on his peck above his nipple, and he literally stopped the guy while he was having it done. And said, "You got to stop." He goes, "It feels like it just." He said, "It felt like the needle was going right into his nipple." So that's exactly what it felt like. That was that was by far. I've got tattoos all on my left arm, which that that hurts. The chest tattoo that is it was breathtaking. I don't yeah, understand it, why, but it's it's hurt. just where the nerve endings are. Oh. You know, you got a lot of nerve endings in your nipples. You know, that's why you like to have uh, you know your nipples suckled on or clamped. I mean, I mean, uh, the, uh, anyway. the, um, I mean, <laughs> no, I, no, as no. I was getting that tattoo, I did. I found myself looking down multiple times to make sure. I was like, he's got to be tattooing my nipple right now. He's ripping it off. <laughs> oh my god! And I asked him afterwards. This guy, my tattoo artist, is very tattooed. And I asked him what the most painful tattoos he had, and he said his chest and his uh, knee pit, like the oh, like uh, behind your knee, behind his knee. Yeah, uh, knee pit. Um. So. The uh, so then the girls. I want to know before I go in. I want to ask somebody where's the least painful place to get a tattoo because that's where I fucking want. The least painful is probably your arm, honestly. 
Yeah. Because your arm takes a beating all the time. It's always out in the elements and, you know, you're always bumping into stuff. So Jesus arm- Christ. That female, that female, um, what's your call it? Um, is she a monk or what? Yeah, I, 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 I think she she must be Buddhist because I was looking up um, between it was Buddhist and and, um, and uh, what's the other major religion in Japan? Shinto. Uh, yeah. Shinto priests always wear kind of like headdresses, like hat things. So uh, they, I'm pretty sure the priests priests you saw in the film were Jesus all Buddhist. Christ, so. let me tell you something, people. Okay, to just to help out the uh, the. Um, the show from my point of view and I won't harp on this too much longer but I have this movie running and I just looked up and all of a sudden it started going about 500 miles an hour and then now it has slowed down to probably (laughs) it will take if I watched it for the next five minutes at this speed it would take probably 35 minutes. So there's something, and and more than likely now my whole iPad is corrupted. Uh, and I'll have to, uh, oh, Jesus, I never thought about that. Uh, no, you're fine. I, Cause I played it on my, I tried to play it on my iPad as well. So, yeah, but um, you, no, the, um, get it fixed. You can just fucking go in there. The, uh, the, the nearest get, Apple store to my house is like almost two hours away. Oh, Jesus. So Where did you buy your iPad. Did you buy it online or Walmart? Oh, Walmart. Okay. And well, anyway, let's move on. Well, the um, <clears throat> the you get some like I guess ways the women make money, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, they all kind of have their own uh, scams, I guess. They just drive around town. They split up. Like one girl like takes pictures of tourists, but then demands money before she'll get their give their camera back. Do um, me, Gramps. Do me. <laughs> and one who has a oh my god, what a hot body on her. She was sweaty, and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was yeah, listening. But-, <laughs> but she, so she's always, and this is a kind of a running gag. Uh, she, they, it comes up later on. She just really likes to bang, and yeah. she, so she wants to make money by getting this old guy coming out of like a porno theater. That's all, you know. He's all hot and bothered. He comes out like scratching his crotch and stuff and uh <laughs> she's like hey you want to go fuck it's only five thousand yen and and he's How like just five thousand yen um uh it's it was, it's about 70. 50 bucks it, i mean it, at one time it was uh, i don't yeah. know back then but yeah um and he's uh he's like no way i would never pay five thousand yen and she's like how about two thousand yen? okay so then they go bang, and then the, like, there, there's like a gag later on. She's like, "Oh, I forgot to get the money. I just like uh, she just yeah, like she's so stupid. Too much. She she didn't get the money up front, and then you think, oh God, here's this gross old man, you know, and everything, and they're sitting there fucking, and she's like, oh my God, Gramps, do it, I'm gonna come. <laughs> so so um, she was kind of a nympho. Yeah, she was. Hot. So uh, they go to Kyoto. I don't remember exactly why they go to Kyoto, but uh, they they're gonna go and take over some turf there. And um, the uh, they kind of run into the current female gang that kind of runs that area, and the head of that gang, she always wears these like kind of half shirts. She got her belly out, even with the scar on her face, she was pretty hot. And I had said, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I had said before with like Vigo Mortensen or uh, was it Lady Snow? No, Sex and Fury yeah. about people fighting naked. Uh-huh. And how it's like very unattractive. I'm telling you what, in this one, it proved me wrong because <laughs> when they were having that fight in the parking lot, that one, I mean, she gets her shirt ripped open and boy, I'm telling you what, it's still fucking hot. Yeah. It, that's, uh, that's, mm. um, Sachiko and, um, and Nami. So, so they, they, they start to like battle in the parking lot there. They're ripping each other's clothes off. And, uh, you know, the Kyoto gang leader has nice little rack and, uh, but, uh, they cut. Ca- 
Rico Rico Ike comes on the scene at this point and what a fucking awesome intro for her. Um, it's very Japanese. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, everything like, just she's stops. like Sunny Chiba, you know. Yeah. <laughs> she's on top of this spiral staircase. There's like a crash zoom on her. And she's wearing this awesome blue sequin polyester like suit with stars on it. Oh, fucking hot she is. I love her. Um, and uh, so she kind of like breaks up the fight. And she she's not really in the biker gang scene. She's more Yakuza. Yeah. And, uh, well, she was. She wasn't. She. She wasn't. No, no, that was the other group. She. I was going to say I thought she was, and then she left and left the other girl in charge. Yeah, well, but that, gets, that that gang really isn't a motorcycle gang. They're just like you said. They're kind of like female. Yeah, they're kind of like a yakuza, yakuza branch. And but um, so her brother is in the yakuza uh, in Kyoto, mm-hmm. and he kind of is sick of her doing her thing, and she gets kind of. Um, I guess expelled from the Yakuza because she's doing jobs on her own without giving money to the Yakuza and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so she kind of gets adopted just like Maggie did in switchblade sisters. She kind of gets adopted by this red helmet gang. Um, since Sachiko beat the, you know, the gang, she's kind of like the head of, of Kyoto Mm -hmm. now as well. So Mm -hmm. this, this girl gang and, this is uh, finally, I guess, when the when the story actually starts, which I guess the main plot takes over, uh, when Sachiko meets, um, I don't remember his name. Um, she meets a it's a guy. He's a boxer, and she's oh, yeah, yeah. she's getting harassed by Yakuza, and he kind of comes and saves her. He whoops ass. He's like uh, he's a one man gang. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and they kind of like fall for each other. So she starts following him around, and they go to this like coastal town to this. Um, this uh it's a hot springs resort on the coast well let's let's just say we were just talking about the uh, tit trauma of getting a tattoo on your tit mm-hmm. okay you think it fucking hurts and I, I mean i'm sure it doesn't make that much of a difference they don't use a fucking tattoo gun no 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 yeah they just do the old-fashioned <laughs> with like the fucking just a a, a big yeah. needle a needle hooked to the end of a stick and just stab it in there Yep. So, um, Ooh, the uh, aviators, <laughs> <laughs> lots of aviators in this motherfucker. So that's kind of where this, that's where the kind of, I, mean, I won't go into the plot much, but that's kind of where the story takes off is when the gang follows this, uh, guy that Sachiko's interested in and the, the Yakuza's in with the whole box that they're, you know, they're trying to fix boxing matches and stuff. And mm-hmm. so anyway, the, um, is that what was going on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That guy's a boxer. And uh, the um, <laughs> seriously, go ahead. Not very I'll, I'll good. Find out what happens. He's, he's not very good, um, but he's he's determined to be champion. And, he's not uh, very good, but what's funny is he comes in there and there's like ten guys there, and he beats the shit out of all of them at once. But I'm yeah. not very good. He's not a very good boxer. He's a good street fighter, I guess. So, oh yeah. Um, so we get introduced uh, in this whole process to this Buddhist priestess who um, I don't know why. She'd be the one I'd want to go out with, even this though the other ones are hot. She looks like she'd be funny. <laughs> this this film is not very kind to organized religion <laughs> anyway. But uh, it's uh, for some reason she wants to steal a motorcycle. Um, she just like, just walks over, it's like bloop, and she's flops like, hey, this looks fun. And then she drives off, and so, so they wreck her. She like cr- fucks up her leg, which it leads us to. Uh, they take. She's like she's crying. She's like, Please, she's take me to the nearest doctor. It doesn't matter who. Just take me to the nearest doctor. My leg's messed up. So they take her to an OBGYN, <laughs> and he has her in stirrups. And I posted a screenshot of this, but the doctor like rolls up into her crotch, and he goes, he says, yuck. <laughs> he said, you're bald up there, but hairy down here. You should cut that. Guys don't want to look at that. 
<laughs> so after after this whole scene, she becomes a gang member too, which she doesn't play a huge part after that. But um, that's that's what Zom was mentioning. She gets initiated into the gang. She gets one of the old school yakuza tattoos. Now they still oh, do tip. this in Japan in some places, and like I know a lot of tattoo artists. I've talked to a lot of tattoo artists that have traveled to Japan that. Yeah. There's other, places that, that there's, other places that, yeah, there's other places that do it as well there where they want to get a traditional tattoo. Basically, they use like sharp bamboo or some kind of you – know, yes. they use a needle with their hand and they just you know, poke, 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 poke over and over again with the needle instead of that gun going you know, super <laughs> fast. A sewing machine. Um, so it's, I've heard it's brutally painful. So they're just like four girls holding her down and her big old tit kind of jiggling around as they're poking it. It was pretty hot. So <laughs> I love how they just all sit around topless while they're in their clubhouse or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, and then it, they must, and the thing is, uh, oh, well, I was gonna, <laughs> some of the amenities in Japan at this time, and I had heard this from a lot of the wrestlers and stuff like that, you know, uh, wh- one of the reasons they're sitting around and that, like when the girls screw in gramps or whatever, I, like back then, I, I, and in a lot of the places, unless it was like some big fancy hotel, you're not going to have air conditioning. So you had that Ooh. nice glisten on the boobies and on oh, the yeah. chest and everything. But also, um, this is from wrestling. The guys going over in like the fifties, sixties, and probably the you know early seventies too. Uh, they and this will come into play. I know you're going to mention this, so I don't want to jump too far ahead. <laughs> you can but, uh, go ahead. the uh, the toilet uh, arrangements. I remember them saying, you know, <laughs> they would just like you'd be in a hotel and they just have a, a hole in the floor. Yeah, and so you just squat over this hole, and then several guys were like, they were like trying to figure out how to how they could make it better. So they would just take a folding chair and sit it by the hole and let their ass hang over the edge. But you <laughs> you get a scene where um where someone and like I said, I'm I I'm sorry to our listeners, but I was just trying to kind of go along with the movie, and I couldn't tell what was going on but someone is actually it's it's almost like a dome like a little dome well it's, that comes up it's not the, the dome what that is it's um i don't know what they're called they're they're kind of it's kind of like an outhouse they're to- yeah. they don't have a seat on them though and it's actually like a long trough and it just has that little like cup at the front i guess so if a guy uses it he'll he can piss into that cup yeah it's like, it's yeah. like the dome it's long actually it, it's like it's it, it's long enough maybe like three feet long and it's like a trough but it's a hole that goes all the way down into the underneath the floor and, and you get to see somebody fucking oh now. god she gets hosed <laughs> <laughs> that Fuck. woman was pissing like crazy just um, on her fucking head right on her head so what was going on in that scene is they were trying to blackmail the priest uh, yeah, they, the, he was fucking one of the priestesses. Yeah, and they, they so they're taking photos of him, and then they're they're just waiting for her to throw her used condom. I don't know why. I've okay as many times as I've used condoms in my life, I've never had the the girl throw it away for me. So I don't know why they I've were had, expecting I, her. I have had times where like I was like you know really I mean this is back when I used when I was making love and not like just like fucking like some goddamn. Uh, what the hell I watched that movie with Ben Gazar where he played Bukowski and he was talking about Susan Tyrell and he goes she walked away and I followed what can I do she had an ass like a wild animal uh, <laughs> when you're screwing and you have a rubber on and and so then you're on top and you're just like after after you come and you're like you're 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 sitting there kissing everything and you just like leave yourself inside yeah 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 and then is it, then you start losing your erection when you pull out like your dick comes out of the rubber and the rubber is still in the girl yeah not a good that's idea pretty, to do that that's pretty gross especially when you have to reach down there and go <laughs> like a dipstick <laughs> so sometimes they pull it out when they do that so basically, the uh, I've heard that the the, bike, the biker chicks are just waiting underneath <laughs> the toilet for the co- for the girl to throw away the condom because they want like 
I guess DNA evidence. They they say blood type, but um, they want evidence because they took pictures of this Buddhist priest who's on TV doing sermons, I guess, or whatever. Uh, they you know they want proof that their their photos are real, so they're going to blackmail them for money. And so they're see, looking under there, waiting for this man and a bowl. That is a that's a that not a very good bald wig on that woman. No, it isn't. Now <laughs> strangely, the girl that's in there talking, it's playing right now. I thought it was, I was the girl like, in the gang at first. I know, <laughs> but it's, then I was like, wait, she's got a bald wig, and then the girl in the gang with the shaved head, she actually has a shaved head, but then wears a wig for half the rest of the movie. <laughs> she's yeah. always like straightening her wig around and stuff. So. But um, she just took it off. <laughs> They're doing the toilet thing. This is weird that it's so, the fucking goddamn download or whatever. However, I got it uh, is so out of sync. But then, of course, while we're talking about this part, this fucking scene is going on. <laughs> and that girl, the, the monk girl has a black wig on. And she's I guess it's, you know, if, if you're bald and you have a wig, uh, it's not like you have hair on your head. Right. It's like you have a, like a, a fucking wool hat. And she just like takes it off and sitting there mopping the <laughs> so they're just, waiting underneath this toilet and the the girl the sex addict girl it gets totally like it's like a fucking like fire hose piss yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad it was pretty silly and then, it's like cow pissing and i guess she, i could get in like i could just talk about the the broad hu- humor in this it's ve- it's this is the kind of broad humor you find in a lot of asian cin- cinema but uh for some reason I, th- I guess because I'm 14 and it's gross enough in this movie, it really made me chuckle. Um, <laughs> sometimes, funny sometimes shit like the butt rub and stuff like that can kind of get, you know, like, uh, you know, but it, 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 it works a lot in this. Um, you know, there's a, there's another funny scene with, uh, the, uh, there's a, a priest. He's Japanese. He looks like Japanese Jackie Earl Haley, actually. Um, but, uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a Catholic <laughs> priest and what? <laughs> Yeah, he's not he's not an attractive man but the sex addict thinks she can get money out of him too and they take him into a tent and uh and, and bangs him and he starts crying and everything but he it comes out that he has the clap so she's panicking and they only just go to the doctor and everything but they decide to get back at the yakuza guys by uh giving them the clap <laughs> so there's a scene with four guys just like pissing into the ocean they're all like going like ah like screaming <laughs> <laughs> Pissing razor blades because they've all instantly got the clap, I guess. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, it's silly things like that. Which um, there's a lot, like a lot of stuff like that in here. And, and the plot, I mean, this is an hour thirty minute movie or so. And there's about mm-hmm. there's about thirty minutes of plot, I guess. Yeah. 30, so I didn't miss out too much. Maybe that's why it was it was it was uh, kind of easy to follow. Yeah. There's a lot. They, whether it's this movie or the other one, uh, it definitely they do not uh, shy away from man on woman violence. No, they do not. Like they, these guys just smack the shit out of these girls and yeah, stuff. So, you know? And this, this fits into the I guess the pinky violence uh, genre in that you're you're probably going to see some bound breasts at some point, and you're going to see mm-hmm. guys like whipping a girl. At like some caning. Point. Yeah. Th- so that that there's some of that in here too. So. Um, you know, you get some nice girl fights. Um, you get, and, nice- you, and you don't just. I mean, yeah, the, the the one thing about this too is that the, it's like tit violence. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. The the, the uh, if you if you've seen like any kind of uh, uh, Asian well not even just Asian but the um, like bondage movies where they 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 tie the rope in such a way that the boobs are kind of like squeezed yeah yeah you know and everything that's kind of like what it is and then the girl like actually getting I mean she have, one girl actually gets 
caned with a bamboo cane. I mean, eventually, eventually, like all over. But at first, they just show these close-ups of of the guy caning her across the tits. Yep, the tattooed titty and the other titty. And it's it's at the same time it's very like it's brutal, but at the same time at the same time it's uh it's kind of like it's supposed to be erotic too. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah. It's because not. you could tell they're not hitting them hitting her hard, but they're still making they're still taking the time to put fake blood there. So. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of like violent and sexy at the same time, which I mean, if that's your thing, whatever. So kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and there's, well, there's, a, there's an awesome uh, dummy drag behind a motorcycle. <laughs> that, <guy's yes>. gonna, <laughs> that thing was, was just a bouncing few times along. <laughs> where I was like, okay, is that a stunt person? Because they kept their head down, and then I was like, nah, that's a fucking dummy. <laughs> um, but but it, that dummy got drug a lot. It did. <laughs> that scene went on a while. Um, so and that's really what, a lot of what this film is. It's kind of like the side things that this uh, girl gang does. Not so much the Yakuza story. The Yakuza story isn't too bad. Um, but that's really not what this movie's about. It's about kind of, you know, it's about being sleazy and having some, a couple chuckles and, um, mm-hmm. you know, showing some tits and showing some, you know, violence and just another, like I said, with Switchblade Sisters, it's just fun. It's, it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, did you have anything else you wanted to throw in? Um, hmm. not really. I, I, um, I was just thinking, because I know we're going to go into ratings and that shit, yeah. you know, if we follow format, you know, which we're all about <laughs> format on the show. Uh, I like the uh, honest to God. Now, this is going to sound stupid, but because I just admitted that I could not hear 90% of this movie and I didn't know what the it doesn't. But you know what? It doesn't take that much to figure out what kind of like yeah. the plot is. You know, here's this this, you know. One gang of girls, they're fighting this other gang of girls. They kind of take over, and then these dudes are coming around and they're harassing them, and they're they're uh, criminals too, or whatever, you know, mafia. And uh, but even though I could not hear, you know, ninety plus percent of the dialogue or read it, uh-huh. I liked this one better than the other one. Okay. I, I I just I I I don't know. Maybe it's because the girls are better looking. I don't. And this hippie chick that's going around playing. I think that's a chicken. That, it's a dude. That's a, that's a dude. It was, it was the boxer dude's friend. They were friends in high school. Oh, I thought that was an ugly girl the whole time I watched <laughs> this. And I was like, ooh, she's not too attractive. But um, I just <laughs> I I I thought this one was funnier. And I think the way I think that the you know the Japanese kind of like you said about the. Some of the the it's violent as hell, so it keeps you interested and you know entertained that way. But they know how to do that little kind of humor stuff that goes along with it, and they do it a little bit better or a lot better, I think. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Jesus Christ, if if I gave the other one a seven point seven five, I would give this like a eight. I hope I'm not jumping ahead. If you no, have you go, go ahead, it's fine. I would give this like an eight point five for what it is. Yeah. I liked it, um, and I'm. I'm still very, uh, very. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a novice when it comes to pinky violence films. I think I've mm-hmm. seen more than you. Um, Sex, Sex and Fury, the one I watched. That's that's pinky mm-hmm. violence too. I mean, the same kind of things happen. You know, there's bound people and and whips yeah. and stuff in that too. Um, I I don't know. I I think I like Switchblade Sisters better because uh, you said the eight point two five for this. Is that what you is that what you rated it? Or did I say eight point five? I don't even I remember what. Let's let's say yeah. I think I did say eight point five. Somewhere in that area. Okay, eight point five. This um, 
I, I like that Switchblade Sisters doesn't have the same humor. Now, granted, I said I liked the humor, but I liked that I liked the badder attitude that Switchblade Sisters had. Um, you think that 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 type of humor? You've seen it enough that yeah. it's kind of silly. Yeah, and it, but, which is fine. Enough. But it made me. I kind of I kind of gravitate towards Switchblade a little more. That said, you, a little more is like seven point seven five. I'd say this is a seven point seven five for me. Um, I like this a lot. Uh, this is. It, it's 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 more it, there's more comedy than I thought there was going to be. I'll just say mm-hmm. that. Um, if it was if it was more serious, like uh, like like um, or like Sex and Fury, there's no comedy in that at all. If no. it was more serious like that, I would have I really really would have really liked this one. So um, the Reiko Ike, um, it's hard to tell. It's hard to get a good read on how like how good the acting is on Japanese sometimes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I I like. Japanese overacting. I, mm. I particularly like when men yell their lines <laughs> because it sounds cool. I don't. It, yeah. it, it might. It might to somebody that speaks Japanese not sound good at all. But um, to me, I think it sounds very entertaining. But um, you know, there's a lot of like screaming lines and stuff like this. And I assume there's you know cheesy delivery here as well. But um, I feel like the acting in this was better. Um, I like Rico Ek a lot, um, mm-hmm. and uh, but the, I'm watching the one girl get like uh, the boxer guy. I, I, I was gonna say rape, but um, they're like just having aggressive sex. But it was borderline. I mean, he was she, like she took him back saying that she was gonna rape him. Basically, that yeah. was how that went. And Jesus, and that's he, a hot scene right there. God. And he got pissed. And he's like, she's like, wait, what are you doing? He's like, I can't. You can't be the one to do this. It's my. That's my job. It's my job to rape. <laughs> yeah. So. And, uh, Silver and gold, baby. There's some great shots in here. I really like. Like, uh, there's a, a phenomenal. I, th- I can't remember if I posted or not. If if not, I will. But when it shows her um, Sachiko, and and she really grew on me. But when it shows the gold bracelet that she has, and like it shows mm. all, it's just a w- shot of her waist and her hand, like in a fist, and that bracelet kind of right above this red glove. Really cool. Um, and she grew on me too. I didn't. I didn't think she was super hot or whatever before the movie started. But she's not a bad actress, and um, I really liked her character by the end. So. If you like tit, like I mean, like extreme close-ups of tit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they do like extreme, like just like Jesus. You could count fucking. Well, I mean, just like every ridge on the woman's nipples. Yep. But also, um, you do not see in this. This is one thing I noticed. Even with whether it's the ugly monk or the gramps or the boxer guy or whatever, uh, they must not have been down with the male nudity too much. They, because they'll show they, the guys laying on top of the girl fucking her, and they're showing close-ups of her, every just about every inch of her. But somehow they manage not to ever show his butt or any part of his dong or anything, which well, is fine. They know who, they know who it's for, and the, and they're very uh, the, Japanese films. Um, Maybe different now. Uh, showing uh, genitals or pubic hair in general, yeah. is kind of frowned upon. They'll actually there actually be porns where they blur out genitals. So, well, Jesus Christ, some of them, their damn fucking pubic hair is so damn thick. I don't know why they'd have to blur out anything. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, uh, I mean, sounds like we both really like this one too. So 8.5 and a 7.75 for this one. Uh, Girl Boss Gorilla, check it out. Uh, let's take another break and come back and do a little feedback. Sound good? Yeah. We'll be right back. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? 
We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the girls on film radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com from break some feedback some slits there yeah slits slits I haven't heard used that word in a long time of course I still use the word twat too much to the uh, (laughs) to the humor the the, uh, joy of the people I work with (laughs) one guy said I haven't heard that since junior high <laughs> these guys pissing off this fucking pier it's like four guys standing there pissing that's why they got the gonorrhea <laughs> the guy, like a bill on that guy's hat's like fucking uh, eight feet long oh that fucking hurts I said god that's a racist <laughs> alright uh, we got a couple emails this week and some voicemail okay that sounds good sounds okay. like a sounds email like a so I'll play a little music here because our first email is from is from Spasmo. Spasmo sent us a couple songs, so we're gonna see what this sounds like here. There we go. All right. Hey, Lovin Zom. Hey, uh, longtime listener, first time emailer. I go by Spasmo on the Palaver board sometimes, but not on Facebook because I'm hiding from the man. I've been listening since your first episode, and I gotta say, you dudes keep getting pervier and grossier, grosser as the weeks grossier. roll by. Grossier as the weeks roll by. Uh, you might be my number one cast now. Keep it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sending a couple tracks from the Street Law soundtrack since Zom singled out the cheesy jam. <laughs> That's it. I'm hearing it right now. Nothing's <laughs> on the run. Took my babies away. Says I ripped these myself from the seven inch. Uh, 45, so you get the static pops and all. I think the song he mentioned that uh, he thought sounded like Franco Nero on the mic might be driving all around. It's a sublime bit laid-back cheese with some of the weirdest broken English lyrics. Not sure if, quote-unquote, guy was a secret moniker for Franco, however. The other song is also played a fair uh, amount in the movie. I first knew it, knew it because the Alamo Drafthouse used to use it a lot in their trailers here in Austin. 
Uh, they edit a lot of clips from exploitation flicks and soundtracks for their own promos to show before the movie start, instead of the usual coke ads and bullshit you would normally see at a standard theater. Tomorrow they are playing High Crime with Franco Nero for a dollar. Hells yeah. God damn, I lo- I'm so jealous of that. Anyways... Uh, I guess I just want an excuse to finally email in. Keep up the good work. I love the show like Brutus the Barber loved Hulk's sweaty butthole. <laughs> Spasmo. Hulk loved Miss Elizabeth like um, a sister. He played this other one too. Good- goodbye, my friend. I think the one this one's called. Love is all around. Sitting on my crotch. Oh, this and up the fucking bank. And then they beat me up. That was so fucking awesome. It was so bad. I love this song. When this song is, when this starts in the movie, I love the way the intro of this movie with all the like the stop frame stuff of like the guys yes. and the crimes. So good. I feel inside myself a bad this heart comes. I'm telling you, that is fucking Franco Nero. There's no way. It's so long. He speaks pretty good English, I thought. Well, that's definitely not All right. He's married to Vanessa Redgrave. Uh, yeah, it's, in, uh, it's weird. I, the uh, uh, Leslie I work with at work, She, uh, I work at the theater. She, uh, I work with at work, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> she, I, fa- I saw on her, one of her posts one day, she's like talking about liking Franco Nero a lot. I'm like, oh, really? Blah, blah, blah. What have you seen him in? And she started naming all these like girly movies. I'm like, what Can't the fuck? No. And she knows them because of R- Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. Oh, this is great. So it's funny. She's a big Franco Nero fan for his now output, and I'm a big Franco Nero fan from his stuff from the 60s and 70s. And it's like we have zero overlap. So I've, I've, I keep showing her these photos. I was like, look at him in Kioma. And she's like, what the hell? Girls so, love him because they, they, they want to fucking like ride his mustache. I want to ride his mustache. You're a weirdo. Oh my god, I just reached up and touched my computer screen like it was an iPad. Dumb. Somebody gave me a refund on PayPal, and I don't even know who the fuck it is. Oh, I know what it is. Oh. Never mind. All right, so we got another email. Shut dildo. Where that plan? All right, this is Dildos from, all around. This is from Walter the Einstein Frog. <laughs> hey, dudes, I just discovered your podcast and listened to every episode all in a row while alphabetizing my and organizing my movie collection. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Did that take like four days? Unemployment is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did the same thing when I was unemployed. I really enjoyed the show, and I thought about many insightful comments I wanted to make. But for some reason now, all I can remember is how I wanted to tell you that the actress with the largest nipples has to be Bai Ling. What Jovovich yeah, okay. has in girth, Bai has in length. Her nipples are almost phallic and resemble cocktail weenies. <laughs> that Nipples are kind of uh, Vienna sausage-like. They're dor- you could hang your fucking coat on hers. I could, I could eat some Vienna sausages. I kind of like those. I like the spicy ones that come in the jar. Oh, God. And I'm telling you what, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm telling you, I have to say this again. Here is a guy that fucking just sat there and okay, about drinking whole milk at fucking Cracker Barrel in Cincinnati. And he eats the worst food I have ever fucking heard. <laughs> I don't put any meat in my stuffed peppers, <laughs> but then you're going to go fucking eat Vienna sausage. I don't have any Vienna sausages. I'm just saying it's I like could eat some. ground up fucking pigs, Big fucking assholes. ales, and yes, yeah, uh, snoots, okay, ears. That, <laughs> that being said, Bai Ling, she's still hot as fuck, especially considering she's like 50 now. 
You can witness her snossages in the recent film, The Gene Generation, available on Netflix Instant. He, let, he sent us a link. Uh, one of her few starring roles, it's a cheesy cyberpunk sci-fi actioner that was surprisingly good, but I was probably drunk when I watched it. Thank you for reminding me of what's important in life, Walter the Einstein Frog. Cool. Thanks, Walter. In life. Steel, that's what's important in life. Conan, what is important in life? The riddle of steel? Whatever. What's important in life? It is. What is I don't know. You know what? I was just saying this the other day. Let me tell you something. You're sitting there, you know, you sit there and you worry, ah, oh, fuck, I got to pay this bill. I got to pay the fucking mortgage. I got to do this. I got to go to fucking work. Blah, 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 blah. Lay on an emergency room table and, and have them tell you, okay, we're going to put you to sleep and, okay, you might not wake up. And guess what? All that shit just fucking, you're like, none of that means a goddamn thing. Nope. So why sweat the fucking small stuff? Why? Love is all the wrong. <laughs> yeah, was it the Carlin thing? Don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you what. Seriously, uh, where the fuck? What's that? I Did just you sent you something. something. So, okay, oh, this is our sick. next email. Now, I want you to read this because I want you to do it in an Irish accent. Oh Jesus Christ! Wait so, a I tried. What were you gonna say? Brent. Oh, okay, okay. I was gonna say I was clicking on something. And I thought, well, hell, that's Bren. <laughs> Jesus Christ, why didn't that son of a bitch write a fucking longer goddamn email? That's not very long. Buckles on silver and gold. Thought I'd try a typewriter. Type it, type, 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 type. Uh, send your feedback. Um. <laughs> I demand it be read out in my accent. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't know if I trust myself doing an Irish accent. I thought I'd try a t- I can't do it. <laughs> So, you know, things from last week, I watched Grease Lightning Man a while back, and I remember, you know, uh, being bored to tears, man. I was expecting a good pyrotechnic or a silver streak or stuff crazy. A great prior. I recently watched some kind of hero. Hero. I think he's true. Story of a POW come back from Vietnam. An army won't pay back wages, man. I love him more than I love young man and Daniel. Uh, always cheers on for bringing up lip twist defense move. I try it myself, it hurt. Like Billy o. Back in the day, when I would not stop watching TV, it was time for dinner. My dad... He used to come up behind me and stick his finger in my nose and drag me into the kitchen. I really spoiled my appetite. <laughs> Love is all around. Amazing how child rearing has changed over the years. Another popular one. <laughs> Love is all around. I used to practice on girlfriends. Was that what? No, was the, that the bureau, bureau in, the arm, in the armpit? What's what? a bureau? <laughs> I don't know. I can't even fucking speak Gaelic. Uh, <laughs> you could try, try. You could try them and do anything you want. I'm off a trot. <laughs> Who the fucking hell is Bryn anyway? Uh, he must Never be a Spaniard. A Spaniard with a slightly French accent. <laughs> yeah, French fucker. 
Love is all around. I love Brent. <laughs> he sounded like we, we the pew a couple times. <laughs> discussed that on GGTMC too. Is uh, I, I seem to have a pattern of completely and totally insulting and talking shit on someone, and then as soon as I'm done, I'm like, I love Sammy. Such <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I do. Um, I haven't seen the prior movie, Some Kind of Hero. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Is that good? And the best part is, is uh, well, not the best part, but I, I haven't seen it in years. But one funny part was um, he was in a Vietnamese uh, prison camp, and they were going to torture him. And they said, your name? And he was like, uh, Jack. And they said, okay, what is your last name? And they're like slapping him in his shit. And he says, me off. <laughs> I understand. He's like, oh, okay, jack me off. What are you doing? And they're laughing their asses off. And the guy finally realizes, okay, why are they laughing at me? <laughs> and then he did a pulled a Christian bail on Richard Pryor, and you know, electrocuted him, beat him. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I like you, know, you like Christian Bale. Has he been making some shitty movies lately? Has he? Because that's another movie I watched the other day, which was one, and I can't remember. I know it's because we were in a hurry, and I couldn't remember it, but it's one that you really loved, uh, Public Enemy. Public Enemy? The John Dillinger, Michael Mann, Johnny Depp. Oh, fuck that movie. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. Did you like that one? Uh, it was long and it was uh, it was boring. Oh my god! I watched <laughs> it with a group of people, and like we couldn't even fucking riff on it and make it fun. Uh, uh, Ugh. It got a, a seven on IMDb. Fucking one hundred thirteen thousand users rating it a seven. You're all dummies. That was a little <laughs> bit of a. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. It, no, it was boring. It was and I like boring. man. He just he fumbled on that one. I, I guess I don't like man. Uh, but do you like men? Maybe. Like man. I do like I do like thief. We should cover that sometime. Yeah. I can't believe we got two new listeners because usually, you know, it seems like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm glad that our, I'm glad that we have the uh, the, our, the, the, the community. I hate saying that, like the community or the fans. Yeah. I say that every week. It sounds stupid. But it's just like our friends and shit on here. So it's basically like we're just doing our show for our friends. But if we get new people like that, you know, that's cool. Come and join yeah. our fucking group if you're not already on there. And uh, if you're from uh, like um, – Oh, I don't know, uh, Kenya or uh, Uganda or someplace <laughs> like that. We have a lot of people like that, you know. That, yeah, you know yeah. So you can learn some stuff from. Uh, spe- Ghetto you know, Tim said he listened to us like on a fishing boat. I thought that was pretty cool. I, I'm like, I need to find that. He wrote me the a couple weeks ago. I thought it was funny that I that we were mocking that guy because he said he listened to all of our fucking podcasts back to back, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! And then I'm sitting there thinking, I do that every day. <laughs> he said he sat in a five. He sat in an airport in Beijing on a five-hour layover, listening to the Michael Kane, my, my cocaine episode. Nice. And he said Alfie in China, and uh, and then he said I was sitting on a fishing boat in Thailand, listening to Rasslin. That's good. He's That's a, good. He's a jet setter. Well, I, you know, we may not be the uh, the most polished fucking podcast in the world, <laughs> but I would say we're probably. You know, there's some podcasts that 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 are are. Uh, I think they go out of their way to be like, like shocking or to to, and it's not. I mean, we're just like naturally stupid. I think we're so, shocking just because we're assholes. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, but some people like, do, like, like it's like a, a um, it's like their gimmick. 
Yeah. You know, that they get on there and they say, and they, you know, okay, it was this fucking fag sent us a fucking email and, oh, yeah, okay, whatever, douche or whatever. And they just are real abrasive. We're, we're, I think it comes through that we're just fucking kind of dumb and, <laughs> yeah. and, and just kind of like juvenile and yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's real. Because, yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> man. We're fucking stupid. <laughs> Speak for yourself, motherfucker. But but I, and I also think that the people that listen to our podcast like it because uh, they feel it makes them feel superior to someone, us. <laughs> That's not hard to feel superior yeah. to us, I don't think. All right. Let's do some voicemails. I hate this fucking podcast. <laughs> it's the worst. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's going to pay. Speaking of the worst... And oh. something, something, something. Because Metal Mikey always gets his way. <laughs> uh, and I always get my way by listening to a new episode of Silver and Gold. And I listened to the British Gangster episode. And got nothing to say about the movie. Although I get an easy suspicion that I could probably get easier access to sexy beats than I can with the one, which is a shame. Because he a it does sound interesting. And I actually may want to go back and... He's in the tundras up there in, in, the tundra up there in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> he's practicing. He's he's out in a in a prairie practicing his uh his barbarian moves with his giant sword. <laughs> he's like, oh, I forgot to call the show. All right, here we go. Read Good. the crazy life story. <laughs> I remember my mother really loved the actual film adaptation of the craze. So hey, there's something to be said about that. But uh, as for the story that was brought up in the episode, I just I wanted to share a story with you. Jesus with Christ, dude! Namely, a story about dog Mudbutt. See, <laughs> two or three years ago, when my cousin Shelley was actively married to a fellow who turned out to be a complete kind of scumbag, yeah, um, I was assigned to do some house sitting for them and their. One, at the time, one Australian Shepherd and two Dachshunds. (laughs) The Australian Shepherd was, of course, a lively little chap of a dog. He was not having any issues at all. But the two Dachshunds were sad, sack, little doggy motherfuckers. I didn't hate them, but still, it's just like, oh, God, cheer the hell off, you little wiener dog. But anyways, first weekend, I was doing my house sitting. I was away for a bit. I came back. Not only, not only did they unleash some mud butt in their kennel, but they decided Ugh. to roll around it, so they were both basically uh. coated in it. And let me remind you, I, I shouldn't even say remind you, but I should like notify These were long-haired dachshunds. Oh, nice. Not nice. only did nice. I have to clean out their kennel, I had to also give them both impromptu showers so that they could be cleaned off. <laughs> it was not a fun day at all. But some other random notes? Dr. Doom mentioned the Dalek Mania special. I'm just saying, Hamacus, you know, with the Bryn or the Cypher to one Richard yeah, Burton, he covered them both on Hamacus podcast. You know, your podcast for everything, Hama, Hamacus, and every tenuous link in between. And also, in all those episodes, they also guest starred this schmuck, this dumb fucker named Metal Mikey. I have no idea who that bastard is. Never heard of him. Yeah. But, uh,. <laughs> Rolf is right. DC New Frontier is a very awesome miniseries. I hope you checked it out by now, Zom. And, oh my god. You, you gave me this tease here. I hope I can remember to look it up to later on tonight, but Buff Bad, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> I'm up on the stuff, and the girls just can't get enough. That Marcus Bagwell was in an actual Andy Sedaris film. Yes. Nice. I hope to dear God it's in part of my 10 Andy Sedaris film set. It is. If not, I'm going to be very displeased, and I'm going to have to hunt this down for the ends of the earth. So until next time, Rolf and Dom, this is your million-dollar champion, leaving you feedback, saying another excellent show, and I, of course, still look forward to talking to you again soon. And if you want, you can also add the side section of the show with Justin, Cinemasochist Justin's wrestling thoughts. Very well done, Justin. I'm amazed you actually even left a voicemail for 16 minutes straight. When I could barely even squeeze out a two-minute one before it cuts me off. So, again, another excellent show. Keep up the great work. And I, of course, look forward to talking to you again soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. You know what? I don't know if that Bagwell one is on there. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> new call, new listener. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Did you just throw up? No, I fucking had like one of those little toothpick things in my mouth and it kind of went back in the tip of my throat. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Mikey. Uh, the name of the well, film... I, can't, I didn't even hear what the fuck. I was watching, I'm watching Friends of Eddie Coyle on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> that was Mikey. What's he up, dude? Asked. He did return to. Sa- he was in Return to Savage Beach from 1998. Actually, I don't think that is on the girls' guns and G-string set. It is a, not a um, Marcus Bagwell story. When uh, WWF bought uh, WCW, uh-huh. they told all the wrestlers, "Hey, you know, okay, you all can come over, and you'll have an opportunity to." win a job with us or whatever. So he got up there and um, his mother, Judy, is his agent. And um, so they said right off the bat, he would go, he would like go in. He doesn't even know like Vince. He doesn't know, uh, you know, uh, Pat Patterson or anything. And he'd go in and he'd be like, you know, they'd say, well, you know, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. And he'd be like, or they'd say, why were you late? And he goes, well, my mom, uh, <laughs> my mom says I need to get uh, money for a rental. You know, you guys need to pay for my rental car. My mom says that you know you guys need to pay for a hotel. Uh, mom says she thinks that this cut's infected, and they were like, "Oh my fucking god, wow. what a guy!" But they ended up firing his dumb ass. Yeah. He's very dumb, and he used to be a male stripper. And the rumor was that he was not only a male stripper, but he was a. Um, I don't want to say a gay male stripper, but uh, a male prostitute. Oh, okay. Which is fine. Fuck it, I'm giving shit. All right. Not next, my type. I'm more down for the twink. <laughs> next, next voicemail. He's like a big, beefy twink. Yeah, I don't like that. All right, next voicemail. Hey, guys. The Cinemask is Justin Overholzer here from the Freaking Awesome Network. Maybe he's I got to call in since Val was upset with me. Well, not only am I going to sing my variation of Danny Boy, I'm going to sing my own version called Lofi Boy right now. <laughs> mm. Oh, loafy boy, Next. the cheese curds, the cheese curds are calling from crumb to crumb and down the mustache. <laughs> the podcast gone and the racism's falling. It's you, it's you must go. I asked for this. Must bide. 
But come ye back when horror hounds in March, or when the Facebook groups hushed and white with snow. I didn't snow. come up with another line for that. <laughs> it's I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, loafy boy. Oh, loafy boy. I love you so. But come ye back <sighs> when more hounds. Didn't the contest wasn't it over last week? I mean, in March. Fuck, I should have rehearsed. <laughs> or when the Facebook group's hushed and white with snow. It's I'll be here in sunshine or in shadow. Oh, loafy boy. Oh, loafy boy. I love you so. Alright, so I'm probably disqualified for two reasons. Well, three. Uh, One, I'm yeah, fucking yeah, like yeah. singing. Two, it's my own variation. And three, I fucked up while my own variation because <laughs> I didn't rehearse well enough. I rehearsed like once and I totally forgot what I had put in for the White with Snow and I suck. But there you go. I'm feeling better and I called in. There you go. And I hope, I hope there's more competition. Simply so, my last place will be really down, far down the list <laughs> and not just below Paul and the ever-wonderful Bryn. Alright guys, keep up the work. Good work. We're bad. Keep up Whichever the work. Kind of work you're gonna eh. Is there, can we like edit that out? <laughs> it's too late, man. Oh it's my god. Late. Christ almighty. No offense, dude. But I mean you're you're just you know when you like when we say something stupid like fucking racist or sexist or whatever and then we're kind of like trying to you're trying to dig yourself out of the hole. This fucker digs himself into a worse hole every week. God damn. Uh, that's not. I'm not nice. even hungry now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not like fucking like. I don't want to be judgmental, but. <laughs> now I, I appreciate I appreciate the loafy boy rendition. I don't even uh. <laughs> like, and the cheese curds was pretty funny. Um, that will that will live in infamy. Me eating cheese curds out of my suitcase while I'm stuck in an airport in Cincinnati. That was pretty fun. So this may be the end of the contest forever. <laughs> no more contests. No more contests, and I'm not giving out any prizes for this one. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. It's supposed to fucking be, be you know getting better. You know what the hell? I can't even fucking do any. I mean, I can't even like do anything funny with that. I can't even think of anything funny. It's so bad. It's bad, man. Uh, okay. It's all right. Whatever. You know, we love Justin. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that line makes it better, right? <laughs> That's Sammy. He rapes, ba- he, ra- he rapes baby goats, but I love him. Yeah, I love Sammy. He's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that girl. Did you see the Scarlet Witch uh, picture? Yes, I did. God damn, I didn't look at the close-up. She's fucking oh, a full-figured gal with a tiny waist. Uh, check Justin out on Freaking Awesome Network. Justin, thanks yeah, for... Whatever. Uh, thanks, for <laughs> thanks for writing it. Um, thanks, he, Justin. I need to go back and check his predictions for the elimination chamber. I, I went and saw the results of it. I was curious how close he was on his predictions. So. Mm. All right, next voicemail. Or last voicemail. Here we go. Hey, love and Dom. It's Roop. Uh, apologies for my voicemails that keep getting cut off. When I try and call from my car with Bluetooth, um, it just does not seem to work with my phone. So 
So I get cut off. This fancy West Coast liberal with his fancy Bluetooth car. Why didn't he just pick up a phone like a normal? Oh, wait. And then Bluetooth I can't call car. again because I, Bluetooth car, you yeah. know, I have to wait till I drive to work, and that's an hour later, and I'm getting old, so my mind wanders, and I forget to call back. So I apologize. Anyway, um, cool show this past week with um, Priest Lightning and Last American Hero. Uh, I am a big Last American Hero fan. Uh, I own Grease Lightning in that four pack. What's Grease Lightning? Uh, four pack, but I haven't yet to watch it. Uh, I do like Lightning. the as an actor, so I will definitely check it out. And I'm a fan of Bo Bridges. I know you said he's the lesser Bridges, and I guess I agree with that. But Love said he's the lesser he's Bridges. He's a guy that I'm coming around to he a is. lot more when I start yeah, to dig into his 70s <laughs> output. Um, and uh, I don't. I think Heart Like a Wheel was 70s. I want to say late 70s. Um, but that reminds me of what you described him as in Grease Lightning because he's a racer in, mm-hmm. in that, too. And, and it might racist. be an interesting double Plays her as far as if you're going for a Bo Bridges double uh, with um, Grease Lightning. And du- like but um, I don't know if you guys have seen that and what you think of Hard Like a Wheel. I saw it. Curious. I haven't seen it. But uh, I just saw um, something recently with him called The Christian Licorice Store, which is uh, written by Floyd, Floyd Mutrucks who did um, Aloha Bobby and Rose and um, Hollywood Nights and Dusty and Sweets McGee. Just a guy who's really interesting in that his sense of 70s L.A. is pretty pretty cool. Um, so it's one of those movies. It's like Bo Bridges plays a tennis pro that um, he sort of um, goes off the rails a little bit. And um, it's got Maude Adams from uh, Tennessee. Mm, I like her. With, um, Bruce Stern. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's interesting. It's interesting movie. Kind of hard to see, but but pretty cool. Anyway, I don't even know where I'm going with this comment, but um, just loving the uh, double that you guys picked and talking some Bow Bridges. Oh, uh, um, uh, other side of the mountain. One and no, he's not in part two. That's uh, bottom. Anyway, if, if you guys are fans of the other side of the mountain movies, I'd be curious. Saw that too. Uh, I haven't seen it. Anyway, that's all I got. All my ramblings. Okay, bye. Roop. Uh, I haven't seen any of those movies, of course. <clears throat> I haven't seen shit, but I did just look up a picture of Maude Adams with a uh, with a see-through little top on. What the hell is that? Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, that thing from Family Guy? Yeah, I don't know why. That... <laughs> How am I doing today, Gary Busey? You're doing great. Good. Then I'll keep it up. That's like, that's like, like Justin... <laughs> How am I doing today, Zom? Good, then I'll keep it up. No, uh, please, I just looked at that that prior four pack he's talking about. You can get mm-hmm. it for like like seven bucks, nice. or you could get the two pack. Which it has it has moving. It has uh, Grease Lightning, the Mac, and Uptown Saturday Night. I've seen the, I saw the Mac last year. I forgot. I about have that. never seen the Mac. It's pretty good. Um, the uh, or you can just buy the two pack with moving and Grease Lightning. <laughs> Idiots are selling it for $76, up to like $250. Jesus Christ. Fucking what? Well, what? You could get it with two other movies for seven. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, fuck. People are stupid. I need, to see, I need to see a lot more 70s films. It's, it's don't weird. buy anything. Don't. Fucking steal. Yeah, steal everything.
Steal everything. I don't care what Will says. If these fucks, they make too much money as, as it is. All of them. Even the fucking independent movie people, they make too much money. They make more money than we do. You don't see us out there fucking making shitty movies. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know what that means. The, um, right, Roop, thanks for calling in. Yeah, check out Roop at uh, rupertpupkinspeaks.blogspot.com. Roop brings it. His emails are like, uh, or his voicemails are... Um, quality you see we were talking about quality over quantity yes you know we have some people that are more quantity <laughs> you're waiting for it i oh, know hang on i wish my balls like when i walked if they clicked together that they would like make that sound <laughs> like clackers and again like like benoit balls i hate even saying benoit balls because the first thing i say benoit i think of some fucking asshole like strangling his kid to death oh god that's awful so they ought to change the name of benoit balls to something else to to child strangler balls cinemasticus balls metal <laughs> <laughs> mikey balls no cinemasticus balls i don't even like going to that I like Justin. He's great. <laughs> he is. Let me tell you something about that motherfucker. We're on the goddamn Skype party, and we fucking sit on there and talk for, oh, let's see. Hmm. Or no, that was on GGTMC yesterday. We recorded for like two hours straight, and then Will's like, I got to go. You know, okay, guys, see you later. And then me and Justin sit on there for like 45 <laughs> minutes just wrestling and shit. That was awesome. He's great. He's great. I, He's awesome. I just posted Maude Adams' tits on Silver and Gold. So. Maude Adams, uh, uh, I remember... She did that movie Tattoo, which you would like because you're into tattoos, uh, with Bruce Dern. And uh, Bruce Dern is, like, into tattoos. Mm -hmm. So he kidnaps her and, like, uh, I guess – I can't remember if he drugged her or if he put the chloroform across her face. And while she was unconscious, he tattooed her entire body. Oh, wow. Which, you know, it's not realistic because it would take forever. But Let's see. And, right. and Bruce Dern swore up and down, literally, I remember this, that when they made that movie and they did their sex scenes, he swore up and down that they were really fucking. And she said it was not true, which is, that's kind of sleazy. <laughs> Either she's a lying cunt or he's a sleazy weirdo. I like Bruce Dern. Yeah. <laughs> she's a lying cunt. Yeah. Stupid bitch. Uh, all right. So we got a little, that's it for the, uh, that's it for the, for the voicemail. Get her done. Get her done. Um, Get her. Uh, we have a slightly different kind of show next week. Um, we're still doing our two reviews, obviously, but um, we're doing. We're gonna watch next week. We're doing. <laughs> that is gonna be one change that we're actually have both have watched them. Um, but we're gonna do two documentaries. Uh, we're doing a uh, stories of strong men double feature. Uh, I just realized my nose sounds so bad. I sound so like me. Um, sound like you fucking or like a, a, a an ex, um, like you snort a lot of cocaine or something. I feel like it too. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do off an Asian girl's tattooed breast. Oh, so good. Um, these are films that are not widely available yet, um, but we're gonna be reviewing two documentaries that have been around. Well. At least uh, one of them has been around for a couple of years. I guess he's still trying to get uh, distributed. Um, we're going to do uh, a 2009 documentary directed by Zachary Levy called Strongman. It's, mm-hmm. uh, check out the uh, trailer for this. It, it, looks, it looks really cool. This guy is strong enough to bend a penny with his, with his fingers. So, um, 
It's, uh, well, I don't even want to say because I fucking finished it. Okay. And it's very interesting. It goes to, it, it, it's a, it's, yeah, whatever. We'll talk about it. So strong, man. And then, uh, and then the gentleman reviewed this a few weeks ago. Uh, we're going to also do our review of Memphis Heat, the true story Riding of Riding on Memphis their coattails again, as Riding, usual. Yeah. Stealing everything from the, from, stealing. the, from the innovators. Often imitated. Wait uh, next, and then the week following week, we're gonna do like we're gonna do like a Glee cast episode of Silver and Gold. <laughs> it is <laughs> all right. So yeah, Memphis Heat and uh, and Strongman. We're gonna do two do do uh, two ah god damn it. We're gonna do two <laughs> documentaries next week. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see. Love's how, worried. I'm curious to see how documentary reviews are gonna go because there's not a plot and there's not like you know. Well, yeah. Memphis Heat. I think we could talk for a while about that one. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and we and, and another thing that's weird about this that we're trying is, it is we are like actually seven days away, and I have watched both of these already. Did you take notes on them? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! I could talk about that fucking wrestling shit. I wouldn't even. I would need a note. Okay. And the other one is, uh, yeah. I did but, not grow up with Memphis, so it's this is going to be a learning experience for me. Stainless steel is something else. It's amazing that Memphis, Memphis wrestling was one state away, yet I knew nothing about it growing up. Yeah, that's I how was, the territories were. You I know, you had, you had local TV. Yeah. Mid Atlantic and Georgia Championship was all I got. So, <laughs> all right, that's it for us. Uh, you can always. Uh, uh, feedback us. We love the feedback. Uh, send us feedback at 206-339-1600. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us don't love feedback. Um, you can send MP3. If you guys are out of the country or whatever, you can send MP3s to the, um, to our email address, or you can send emails to silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I, I realized I forgot all of this last week. So and you can find us on silvagold.com or iTunes and uh, join up on our uh, Facebook still. We're... We're sitting at 109 members. We want to yeah. we want to break 115 before the year's end. So, <laughs> um, yeah, come and see the uh, the we have we might not have quantity, but again, quality. No, we have with quantity a, we with have, a few exceptions. <laughs> lots of tit pictures and just really inappropriate. No, stuff. I was talking about the actual amount of people we have. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, well, yeah, you're right, man. There's not a lot of quality. Well, I'm looking at Maude Adams in this wet T-shirt. Quality. Quality. All right. So uh, She should have been the star of Maude instead of B. Arthur. <laughs> uh, Can you imagine her and Adrian Barbeau? Because Adrian Barbeau started out on Maude. She played Maude's daughter. Ooh. Can you imagine Maude Adams in this shirt playing Adrian Barbeau's mother yes. and them having like lesbian K. Parker sex? I'm getting like on that picture. Likey. Likey. All right. So that's about it from us. Zom, do you have anything else? Nope. Nope. Well, you got to go to work, man. Oh, my God. I got to go to work. I got to finish my stuffed peppers and get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. All right. We love everybody. Until next time, this is Loaf Oot. Zom Oot. Bye-bye. Bye.